Blog Talk Radio. From the House of Representatives, the 59th Congress, Second Session, Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad, Letter from the Secretary of State, Submitting Report on the Subject of Citizenship, Expatriation, and the Protection Abroad. Page 459, Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir, there are strictly speaking no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing, which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. 2 and 3. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3rd, 1880, as follows. Article 15. Any subject of Morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to Morocco shall, after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization, choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit Morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. Foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. The above ruling has never yet been acted upon and should this at any time be contemplated seriously a large number of naturalized people American and others residing in Morocco would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality 
of Morris subjects, and the Morris government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries, with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Phillip. Google United States Code, Title 22, Chapter 2, Section 141. Consular Courts. Act August 1st. 1956. Repealed sections 141 to 143, effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco. Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956 and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 844. Sections 141, R.S. Sections 4083, 4,125, 4,126, 4,127, Act June 14, 1878, Chapter 193, 20, Statute 131, related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. This uh, Bashar, and he also knows that North America, or the America, North America is known as Al-Maghrib Al-Aqsa. Of course. I know that. North America was known as Al-Maghrib Al-Aqsa, and it reported to the Sultan of Morocco. And there was a relation, this is why I needed to ask you, what's the relation between the first, you know, colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco? Because they con con communicated, because in, on paper, it was part of Greater Morocco. That's it, known. That's known. But I, I, I need and Bashar's to know. from Jordan. Yes. Palestinian. Palestinian, Jordanian, Arab, Canadian. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Tonight, I, I don't cry, baby, baby. 
Every Monday from 10 a.m. to 12 to Awake with All Set on Evolution Radio, where the revolution is the evolution. You're listening to the new Evolution Radio Network. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies. Now to attend News Channel 3, getting to the bottom of a burning question one Memphis man has been trying to answer for years. Why is Shelby County Juvenile Court forcing him to pay for a child that is not biologically his? What's even more unusual, he says the judges at Juvenile Court have an idea who the real father is. Yet they're still demanding he pay up. Now he's turning to on-your-side investigator Stephanie Skurlock for help. Talk show TV makes millions off the catchphrase, you are not the father. But the reality in Memphis is just because you're not the daddy doesn't mean Shelby County Juvenile Court won't make you pay. I was down there in handcuffs 
and chains. Over the years, Edward Bowdery had his driver's license stripped and once even found himself in handcuffs over child support payments for a child that's not his. I would hate to see somebody else go through the same thing. I've been going through this, I mean, headaches. This mound of paperwork shows a juvenile court judge ordered him to pay child support even before the birth. I didn't do a voluntary acknowledgement. I didn't sign the birth certificate. All I knew is we legitimated the child in your name. Bowdery asked several judges during several hearings for a DNA test, but no judge ordered one. I said, how did I even get put on child support? And I never said this was my child. And they said, again, this is not what we're here for. In 2009, he took the child himself to get a DNA test and found the son he'd supported for years was not biologically his. He took the documentation to court. The judge wouldn't accept it, but ordered a new DNA test done that showed the same results. Probability of paternity, 0%. They never did do what they were originally supposed to do, which was give me the opportunity to take a DNA test. I was just a, a voice not being heard, so I guess I needed a choir. Juvenile Court Magistrate Nancy Kessler agreed in October to allow Bowdery to disestablish paternity, but only after, he says, she admonished him for taking it this far. The judge stated that, well, I, don't, I find it very distasteful that you're bastardizing a child. The judge stopped the child support going forward, but Bowdery still has to pay $460 a month to the mother in back pay. He doesn't believe he should have to pay anything. In fact, he believes someone owes him money, the $30,000 he's already paid. Administrators at juvenile court denied our request for an interview on this case, saying it's not appropriate to comment about rulings. What are the chances of him getting his money back? It is very unusual and very infrequent. Family lawyer Miles Mason says in a similar case, the Tennessee Supreme Court ruled a man in Middle Tennessee could sue his ex-wife for fraud. He got a $100,000 judgment. There was a very large judgment awarded against the mother, but I doubt it would be likely that they would be able to collect in most, case, in most cases. This uh, bill is simple, that a person who has proven not to be the biological father State Representative G.A. Hardaway says he's heard from a number of fathers in his district who were like Bowdery. He introduced a bill letting them file civil lawsuits against the biological fathers, but it never made it out of committee. To a degree, justice needs to be served. I think it, it needs to be a, a totally different, a, a, a new law or something. The question many people might ask, why is Battery still paying back pay to the child's mother? Well, we're told by law, the new judge he's dealing with can't undo another judge's ruling. For the On Your Side Investigators, Stephanie Skirlock, WREG News, Channel 3. Family lawyers say, if you're not married, get a court order declaring that you're the father, and as part of that order, get a DNA test. Don't wait. If you wait, you can wake up owing tens of thousands of dollars before you know it. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. Uh, do the rich people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Rob? Yes, yes, yes. Don't tell people what, they, what you know. Right. Keep them poor.
The moment I pay you, you think like an employee. The moment you accept the paycheck, your brain goes dead. That's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. As long as you're hungry, you'll think. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and their words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I meet so many people, I, don't, I can't afford it, you think I made of money? My PhD dad, he says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, Or do the rich people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Robert? Yes, 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 don't tell people what, they, what you know. Right. Keep them poor. The moment I pay you, you think like an employee. The moment you accept the paycheck, your brain goes dead. That's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. As long as you're hungry, you'll think. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and their words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I meet so many people, I, don't, I can't afford it, you think I made of money? My PhD dad, he says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, when you could go to the gym, no, I can't truth is I'm just too lazy to go to the gym. And your rich dad used to say what instead of I can't afford it? How can I afford it? How can I do that? A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. So when you say I can't afford it, the mind shuts down and you become what you say. People right now who are sitting at home <clears throat> who are struggling financially or worried about money or unhappy, they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing. It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught, get a job, work hard, or you'll, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. Poverty is passed on. It's taught in your families. And middle class is taught in families. And until you change your mindset, Correct. money won't help you, right? Correct. And you see that with people that win the lottery, people that make more money, they still have the same problem. Right. Because they have that poor man's soul. Correct. If you're poor, you'll always be poor. That's really hard for people to understand. Yeah, the money will disappear that fast. Just like most pro athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars and what, 65% are bankrupt five years later? It's because they come from poor families. But unfortunately, what Mr. Lipton was saying, it's passed down genetically. That's the frightening thing.
don't want to learn it. I can't help you. You know, I have bad luck too. I've, I've had financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back. But they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad, there's right and there's wrong, there's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right, they only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that, that's not reality. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. But the average guy is standing there, oh, I'm an A student, I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this all on myself. And a, and a bunch of rugby players run you over. And you go, well, they're not playing fair. And what, you're, not, you're playing stupid. You should have a team. You should have accountants, attorneys, and bankers, and all that stuff. But that's not the game I want to play. I said, then don't play the game. You know, the, the game of business is played with accountants, attorneys, bankers, hate to say it, politicians. You know, you've got to know the game. You know, people say, well, money is not that important to me. Then if money is not that important to you, money is not important to you. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't care about money. The money doesn't care about you. You know, it, the word does become flesh. Or I'll never be rich. Or the favorite one is the rich are greedy. It's the poor that are greedy. You know, if you think about it, because to be rich, you have to give something. You know, you have to, I, I have to produce books and games and I, I purchase real estate, I provide housing, provide jobs and all that. That's why I'm rich. But greedy people produce nothing. You know, Einstein said, you know, imagination is more important than knowledge, but knowledge empowers imagination. And what most people lack is real business knowledge, like accounting, you know, like debt, like taxes. You gotta know that stuff, but they don't teach it in school to anybody. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they, don't, they themselves don't practice because I understand what a fake teacher is. A fake teacher is somebody who just wants a job and they'll teach anything. You know, they teach how to shine shoes if you pay them more money. But they really don't know what they're teaching. In life, one of the things I suggest to people, you've got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day. Our school systems are making our students weaker. So in school, they have these things called now trigger effects. So you can't, as a teacher, you can't say anything that might upset the student. They don't want anything that might jar their point of view. You see people say, well, why don't you give the poor money? The only problem with that is it just creates more poor people. Give a man a fish, he fishes for the day, or eats for the day. Yeah, you give a man a fish, you get a lot of people who want more fish, you know. But you teach them to fish. We become creatures of our own habits. And until we break the habit, we don't change. Our schools don't teach that. Our schools teach almost the exact opposite of that. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education.
So what I say to young people is you, you find your game. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. And that's why I pay no taxes. That's why Trump pays no taxes. Legally, it's a combination of business and real estate that gives us an unfair advantage over employees because they don't know what to do. And a lot of people would rather sit in the stands than be in the game. One of the greatest ways to acquire great wealth is playing Monopoly in real life. Four greenhouses, one red hotel. But is that all there is? That's it. David, if I can give you uh, some kind of a magic phone and you could make a call to the 20-year-old Robert Kiyosaki and give that young man a bit of advice, what would you tell him? I would just say keep going. Just do what you have to do. Just you know, live it to the fullest, which I did. Nothing I ever did made sense. Now, could you imagine quitting a $120,000 a year job for $200 a month to go fight in Vietnam and almost die? It, it didn't make sense, but it was the best decision I made at that time. And I think what most people do is they let their parents or their friends talk them out of life. So afraid of failing. But failing is how we succeed. You look at the, you guys look at guys like Edison and all that. They failed like 10,000, no, 1,014 times before he invented the light bulb. You know, our schools punish you for making mistakes. That's why we have so many people who are so afraid of admitting they make mistakes or afraid of failing. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. You see, there are two kinds of law. This is a subject I, I love. I've been talking, talking about this for years. There are two kinds of law on the earth that rule the whole world, but most people don't know that. All over the world, all governments are ruled by what is called civil law. Civil law goes back to a Latin word, civili, which goes back to the word illi. Oh God, I mean, you go on for hours on this stuff. Civil law, which is called in all countries the law of the land. So you'll say, well, you can't do that because that's against the law of the land. The law of the land is civil law, Roman civil law, the law of the land. But there is a second law which also operates all over the earth identical. It's called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. 
That is the law of God in the world of business. I don't care if you're in Japan, in Africa, in China, and in Istanbul, Turkey. If you have a company, if you have a corporation, if you are doing business where you buy and sell and make money, you are operating on this earth under something called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. Because if all countries worked on a different commercial code, then nobody could do business with anybody. You couldn't trust Japan to pay you. you Japan couldn't trust America to pay them for the cars. Because everybody has their own laws. Uh-uh. Under the Caesars of Rome, they established under Caesar that all nations in the empire that do business, everybody plays on a, on a level field. If you do business in Africa with China, you pay them. And if Africa does uh, uh, business with American companies, you pay them. You pay. Whatever it is you're doing business, you don't mess around. The most severe law in this world is called UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. It's the Bible of business on the earth. Uniform Commercial Code. Uniform Commercial Code is based directly on Vatican Canon Law on the Roman canon law. Consequently, when a ship pulls into port, it pulls in and stops in its call in its berth. The ship is now in its berth. Because it is on the law of the high seas or commercial maritime, UCC commercial law rules the seas. So when the ship pulls into its berth, the first thing that the captain must do is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities, which means that the port authorities need to know how much is on this ship that you're bringing into our country and our economy. How many TVs, how many cars, uh, whatever you're bringing, how much are you bringing into our economy? So you have to have a certificate of manifest of what is the value of your ship here. What are you doing? Consequently, when you are born, you come out of your mother's water. Therefore, you must have a birth certificate, a certificate of manifest, because you are a corporation-owned item. You are a human resource. This goes back to the German Nazi concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed. And therefore, you have to have a certificate, a manifest, to see how much this individual is going to make for us in our new world order. I'm telling you that until you understand the laws, the symbols, the emblems, what these words mean, you're never going to suspect how far gone we really are. Did you know, for instance, that your birth certificate is a security on the stock exchange in the New York stock market. Did you know that? Because if you order your birth certificate, get a new one, order your birth certificate, it only cost you, sometimes it's free, it'll only, only cost you a few dollars, order your birth certificate. On your birth certificate, all birth certificates in this country, on the bottom, it will tell you, this is printed on security papers. Do not accept, if not on full color security paper. Then on the right hand corner, you will always have a series of numbers, red numbers, printed on the, on the birth certificate. Those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the world stock exchange. You go to any good stock office and ask them, check these numbers in your computer and see how much this stock is worth, the certificate. 
and they will check it on the New York Stock Exchange and find you, your birth certificate, is a stock on the stock exchange in America. Why? Because you are worth money to the international bank that bought you in 1930. We need to wake up. This is serious stuff. MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Although outright warfare against Virginia's Indians had ended, a different threat emerged in the early years of the 20th century. The Racial Integrity Act, championed by state lawmakers and officials like Walter Plecker, challenged their very identity as a people. The Plecker era was truly one of the darkest times for Native people in Virginia. But I think it's critical for us to think about what was the genesis of the the ideology that Plecker was um, a proponent of. And it's really uh, the eugenics movement. The eugenics movement was a pseudoscientific movement. Uh, we say pseudoscientific today because we find that the science that they were proposing is not what we today would honor as scientific in, in any way. Um, the eugenics movement has a direct link to the descendants of Charles Darwin. They somehow made the leap to these notions about racial purity. What is best for each race is racial purity. Plecker and his friends convinced the Virginia legislature to adopt very restrictive legislation in 1924 is called the Racial Integrity Act. With this legislation, it was decreed that there were only two possible categories. One is white, which means a person you check that you're white if you have white ancestry, Caucasian ancestry, and absolutely nothing else. The other category is everybody else, and that's colored. So this was very hard on Virginia's indigenous community because in a sense it wipes away their identity, their identity on paper, their ability to describe themselves as Indian was not possible in the state of Virginia until 1968 when the U.S. Supreme Court forced Virginia to repeal the law. Is this you? Discussing Indian blood? 
We're going to judge people by whether they have Indian blood, whether they're qualified to run a gaming casino or not? Uh, I, that probably is me, absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, if you look, if you look at some of the reservations that you've approved, you, sir, and your great wisdom have approved, I will tell you right now, uh, they don't look like Indians to me. And they don't look like the Indians. Now, maybe we say politically correct or not politically correct. They don't look like Indians to me, and they don't look like Indians to Indians. And a lot of people are laughing at it, and you're telling how tough it is, how rough it is to get approved. Well, you go up to Connecticut, and you look. Now, they don't look like Indians to me, sir. Thank God that's not the test of whether or not people have rights in this country or not, whether or not they pass your look test. Depends whether, yeah, depends whether or not you're approving it, sir. No, no, it's not a question of whether I'm approving it. It's not a question of whether I'm approving it. Mr. Trump, you know, you know in the history of this country where we've heard this discussion before, they don't look Jewish to me. Oh, really? They don't look well, Indian to me. They don't look Italian to me. Mm -hmm. And that was a test for whether people could go into business or not go into business, whether they could get a bank loan. You're too black. You're not black enough. I want to find out. You, a, well, then why are you you're approving a, for Indian? Why don't you approve it for everybody then? That's not a, if your case is non-discriminatory, why don't you approve for everybody? You're saying well, you only Indians. Wait a minute, sir. You're saying months? only Indians can have the reservations, only Indians can have the gaming. So why aren't you approving it for everybody? Why are you being discriminatory? Why is it that the Indians don't pay tax? But everybody else does. I do. When I was reading to prepare for this interview, I was quite surprised to see you use the word Aborigines talking about African Americans. You know, I, I've dealt with that issue. Um, uh, I've already you know, talked publicly about that. And my purpose here today is to say that I'm very sorry. And I apologize to anyone whose feelings were hurt by my comments. I've made very, very clear I don't know where that comment comes from. Um, well, from your subconscious. Well, I, I guess. I mean, it's not even a normal thing anyone would say, even if you meant something in a negative fashion. I don't know if you would pull that out. But for me personally, you can't just uh, close down camp and stop trying to do the things that you think are right. Uh, just because somebody, you may, you may give them an unfortunate bit of ammunition, you still got to continue to fight on and, and do what's best for the state in the long run. And but frankly, it's going to give me the opportunity to you know, talk about things that I may never have been able to talk about before. You mean the bill? Well, the bill, or talk about uh, you know uh, race relations issues, things like that. I mean, I have a freedom that a lot of people don't have because of that. Because you use the word aboriginal. Because I've been through the fire, and I can I can talk to people, I can relate to people, I can let them know what kind of person I am, and we can talk about things that sometimes have been you know a little bit taboo. So because it allowed you to reach audiences you might not otherwise have reached, do you not regret saying it? I think it gives me some opportunities. I went and spoke to a group in uh, the city of Birmingham. It was a uh, city councilwoman's uh, community meeting, probably 95% African American. And because of, you know, things that I regret, uh, offhand remark I should not have made. Using the word aboriginal. Right, offhand remark I should not have made. Which you don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, I know better. <laughs> the, um, uh, but what it allowed me to do they actually listen to what I said, probably more than they would have anybody else, because they want to see, you know, this is that guy, this is that person. And we discussed immigration, we discussed uh, policy that deals with uh, the county locally, and there was the ability to actually get across some things that may have surprised them, that they, you know, realized, okay, I, this guy's making some good sense on some issues. I don't know if I would ever have had that door even opened if some of those things had not happened. So it really has worked as a positive 
in a surprising way to me to allow me to, to interact with people. Your other incendiary quote was, empty the clip, the gun clip, juxtaposed with immigration, so people right. think that's what you meant. So how do you explain that? Well, it definitely had nothing to do with, with violence against anyone. It was totally taken out of context. The purpose of it was I was telling an audience that we needed to exhaust all efforts to try to deal with a number of issues. But by the time it got through two or three newspaper filters, it was all over the country that I had advocated violence against immigrants. Nothing is farther from the truth. Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. on the new Evolution Radio Network. Where we at, Nip? Man, we in Tulum at the Mayan ruins. Just climbed off the mount, I mean, the uh, pyramid, got to the top, seen the whole jungle, shooting a victory lap video. Yeah, I'm finna take it there. It's time 
first and then appear. I say it's worth it, I won't say it's fair. Try your purpose or you wasting air. Fuck it though, y'all niggas share. Eyes open, I can see it clear. They don't make them bar none, they don't make them real. They don't make it where I'm from, they don't take it here. Ain't seeing due time, I be making bills. Bust up in this game, I've been making deals. So lawyer on the phone, we can make it real. I got checks and balance, I flex dramatic. Another 50 on my neck, it's my reckless habit. Ain't no pussy on my rap, disrespect the savage. I make one phone call and the rest get handled. It's just another front step with candles. No message from the set, we accept your challenge. This is one of them. Imagine being told to pay child support for a kid that is not yours or go to jail. That was the order the state handed down to a Detroit man. So today he turned himself in, but here's what happened when 7 Action News reporter Kim Russell went with him to court. Carnell Alexander walked into the Frank Murphy Hall of Justice knowing in moments he could lose his freedom. I stayed up all night, couldn't sleep, thinking about it. Carnell is a wanted man because he refuses to do what the state orders and to pay child support for a child that DNA tests prove isn't his, a child he doesn't even know. I haven't even had a chance to really speak to him except for one time when we took the DNA test. Nonetheless, right now, under the law, he's a deadbeat dad. Today, he turned himself in to the judge's order. Scared because I've been before this judge before. But this time, he had attorney Cherica Harris, who volunteered to help after seeing his story on 7 Action News. The judge said he will not go to jail for today. Thank you. Thank Ms. Harris. I hope that we can resolve this soon. I'm just trying to help him with his future. Though the threat of jail is on hold, it is not over. Carnell Alexander still owes more than $30,000 to the state for a child that's not his because the mom wrote his name down because she needed to name someone in order to get welfare benefits. And I had to put him down as the father. That was the only way I can get assistance. Now. I'm almost homeless. I'm almost in jail. I'm out of work. My money is being threatened to be taken. Carnell isn't just worried about how this is impacting him. He says the law needs to be changed. So when this happens, as it often does, other men don't become dad by default. We can be defaulted into being a father of a child that is not ours. I don't understand that law, but it, it is a law in place. In Detroit, Kim Russell, 7 Action News. Yeah, you would think that mother would have to pay that money back instead of him, who's not the father's child.
There was a young woman that was pulled over by the police for a seatbelt violation, but when the police ran her information, it came up that her license was suspended because she didn't pay child support. But the twist is, she has no children. Let's roll the clip. We were there this morning as Nakia Jones waited for her day in court. Her concern and frustration clear. The time that I put in, the money to get to court, the days I took off. Her issue started back in July. A traffic ticket for a seatbelt violation turned into much more when she discovered her license was suspended, a violation for not paying child support. Now, Thing is, she doesn't have now, kids. Please just let me speak to you because I'm ready to get this taken care of. Her emotions overflowing, pleading her case in court, telling the judge no one in the court system was willing to help. Oh, I'm getting this rude and nasty remarks. The BMV saying it's the court. That is, until the six on your side investigators started looking into the problem just last week. It took for ABC6, for me to call ABC6 and get them involved, for me to even find out that these cases were even going on. It took for me to call them to even get a response from anyone. After we did a bit of digging at the Franklin County Municipal Courthouse, now some movement in the case. If you could please look into my situation and look to where I can take care of this so I can restart my life. Court administrators finally trying to help Jones sort things out. Turns out Jones does have prior outstanding traffic violations that led to an avalanche of paperwork confusion and a warrant for her arrest. And this is my next court date. So, here's the deal. Jones now has to pay a few fines and court costs, and she can get her driver's license ASAP. All the charges are dropped. Any charges, past charges I had, any past fines, all of that will be dropped. She tells us it's like a massive weight has been taken off her back. It's a big relief. Now her life can get back on track. I hope so. I'm not sure. I hope so. So we heard how everything ended. She had to take care of a couple of tickets. They say they made a mistake, and she can get her. Have you ever stood and stared at it, marveled at its beauty, its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy. It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution, like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You had your time. The future 
is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. You are a plague. And we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key. My key. People that's awake and there's people asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. True. We it used to they say five percent. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're gonna be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. Now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down, and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, had you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lowest chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good. What tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. 
You see, the, the basic sense of senses. You see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They move in, but they they brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. And they can look pretty. They can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this knowledge. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've had to, you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I but but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why it's that is because you were you, you were gravitating but above the root shock. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Peace to the gods. What's going down? Let me see here. Let me put the mic on. Go. All right, peace to the gods. What's going on? You're on The Bottom Line right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L. Bay. Why not? What's happening? How y'all doing tonight? Today is Sunday. Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Today is the 12th of May, and uh, we're moving right along here. So, uh, whew, hopefully y'all had a 
chance to go back and listen to last week's episode, man. We went over a lot of shit last weekend. I'm going to tell you what. I had quite a few people hit me up this week, right, that was asking about child support. We got to keep going into child support. We got to keep digging into this damn thing because so many people are messed up behind child support. Do you know that your state, your state, right, not only do they sell you away at your birth, but when, you know, they put you on child support, there's money that's exchanged between the state and the feds on your behalf based off of what you agree to pay. We're going to get into that tonight, and we're going to continue on to part two tonight on the case that we was on. How y'all feeling out there, man? Call the number, 347-989-0194. Press the number one, get in with me. We're going to talk about this child support tonight. So, I was looking at some things, and I, you know, I was like, you know, I got to bring this up before we even get back into the, the case, right? So, you know, they like to put everything in numbers, everything in codes. These people talk in codes. This is what they do. So, 42 United States Code 666. Requirement of statutorily prescribed procedures to improve the effectiveness of child support enforcement. Now, types of procedures required. In order to satisfy Section 65420A of this title, each state, and I mean each of them, every 50 of them, well, the 52 now, right? Each state must have in effect laws requiring the use of the following procedures consistent with this section and the regulations of the Secretary to increase the effectiveness of the program. You hear that? The program is what they call it, which the state administers under this part. So you do understand that child support agency, child support enforcement, the private agency, right? The private. So they call it on the program. The program means the state long-term care ombudsman uh, program that was established okay, under 42 USC uh, 3058 F4. They call it the program. So, to be clear, procedures described in the subsection from the withholding from income of amounts payable as support in cases subject to enforcement under the state plan. B, procedures under which the income of a person with a support obligation imposed by a support order issued or modified in the state before January 1st, 1994, if not otherwise subject to withholding under subsection B, shall be subject to withholding at your income tax, right? As provided in subsection B, if averages occur without the need for a judicial or administrative hearing. They just did a child support order against Joe ass. That's it. 
and they coming. Number two, expedited administrative and judicial procedures, including the procedures specified in subsection C for establishing fraternity and for establishing, modifying, and enforcing support obligations. Now, how many people actually go out with child support and get a fraternity test, right, when that's in question? They telling you right here, if you don't get one, that's on you. Now, Section 3. Oh, and before I get to Section 3, it also tells you that the timeliness of support orders, issuance, and enforcement of paternity establishment within what they call, here we go, your political subdivision. Haven't we talked about that before? What's a political subdivision? See, a political subdivision is where you live. That's the area that includes what they call an instrumentality of your state, right? One or more of your political subdivisions in your state. Right? This is why, I mean, listen, this shit is codified in federal law. These people have an agreement with the feds to put your ass on child support by any means necessary if it comes down to it. Okay? Hey, any refund of state income tax, which would otherwise be payable to a non-custodial parent, will be reduced after notice has been sent to that non-custodial parent of the proposed reduction and procedures to be followed to contest it and after full compliance with procedural due process requirements of the state by amounts of any overdue support owed by such a non-custodial parent. That's for y'all who's in arrears. Okay, so if you don't contest it, which most of y'all don't, you end up right where we are in court, right? Having issues, and then you know, my brother sent me something the other day, which I thought was very interesting. I'm gonna share it with you guys. This second, let me pull it up for y'all. All right, here it goes. So this is. Uh, I forgot what law this was. Uh, Tennessee. Here we go. It says that the state of Tennessee, its officers, its employees, its agents, or contractors, and any counties, county officials, the clerks of any court, or any title, IBD, child support enforcement agency, shall not be liable in any case to compensate any person for repayment of child support paid or for any other cost. As a result of the rescission, right, of their signature pursuant to 24-7-11-13, excuse me, one thirteen, of any voluntary acknowledgement or the rescission of any orders of legitimation, paternity, or support. Listen, you rescind your signature on child support, that shuts the whole shit down for these people. They're not like, oh my gosh, what did he do? Why did he rescind his signature? But you have every right to do that. Now, we recently rescinded our signature. Not, not when I say we, I'm speaking 
part of, you know, the group home here. But, you know, we recently did our process. Uh oh. Okay, thank you. So we we, re- we recently did our process, right? And you know, we sent it in and we rescinded the signature. Came back and they extinguished the child support. Now, we've done a lot of work to get to that point. For it to be that simple. That, but they write it in their own laws. You don't want to be down with this contract. You better get up out of it quick. Okay, so let's go back to this 666. So, any refund of state tax, income tax, which would otherwise be payable to a non-custodial parent. So that means you're going to take your state, uh, your refund tax. Don't, don't think you're going to get no checks back, brother. The end of the year. B, the amount by which such refund is reduced shall be distributed in accordance with the section 657 of the title. In this case, of overdue support assigned to a state pursuant to section 608A3 or 671A of this title. Or, in any other case, shall be distributed after deduction of any fees imposed by the state to cover the cost of collection to the child or parent to whom such support is owed. So basically, nigga, you're not getting no money, mama, until the state gets their bread first. We're going to dip in this nigga's pockets. To do that for you, you know, we got this little agency over here that we hired. Go and get down with them right quick. Get good with them, you know what I mean? They're going to get that bread for you. We're going to take a cut. Everybody going to be good. We're going to eat. You're going to be good. Everybody going to eat. Little JJ going to eat. That's how they get down. If I had to break it down in the most simplest terms to y'all. B, notice of non-custodial parents. Social security account number. Now, let's, let's just talk about that. The Social Security number is a public number. It is a number which ties you into the system. If that is your number and that's the number that you're using, that's been assigned to you, you, you have a right to not use the number. Okay, that number, you know, everybody wants to use the number. You want to use the number, use the number, but you, you'll be tracked. Okay? Using the number is not private. Using the number is pretty public. If you want to use the number that you and you have child support lingering over your head, be prepared for what's coming next. These people don't play. That is a public benefit that you're receiving. They're like, oh no, no, no. You're not finna receive a public benefit. And this really is the is the, the okie doke, right? Because if you owe child support and they lock you up, how are you supposed to pay? Right? But then here's the thing. We all know that there's a way to pay or extinguish, essentially, the child support. Precision of signature, like I just gave you, is one. Now, number four. Okay, hold on. Before I go to number four, let's go back to the Social Security number. Okay? So... What they do is they furnish your number to the state agency, okay, and they request what's called a refund offset to enforce the order, okay? So, and, and we're talking about the child support agency. We're talking about this third-party agency, okay? 
Keep that in mind. Now, number four, lean. Procedures under which liens arise by what? The operation of law against real and personal property for the amounts overdue. Now, this is why most of you niggas can't leave the country. Do you realize that they have a lien on you? The child support. And you cannot leave the country and get a child and get a passport with that shit lingering over your head. They're not going to give it to you unless you know what we know, unless you are effectively using the laws at hand. Because guess what? They've been eyeing people all day long for passports. Niggas can't travel. People cannot travel and leave the country. That's pretty sad. But guess what? If you want to be ignorant to the law, you ain't getting no money quick. You ain't telling nothing. Okay? All right. Go to the next one. I like that. Something like that. It's a little bit. There we go. All right, cool. All right, so um, let's go to the next section. Section four, we're talking about liens, right? Because they place liens on you. Now, here's the other thing. Liens are pretty easily placed on people. You can place a lien on a motherfucker real quick. All right. And so when they place a lien on you and you can't leave the country, you have to find a way to satisfy that. Okay, before you can leave the country, before they'll give you a passport. Okay, so if you got problems with that, come holler at us. Now, remember that most times, and under the law, did you know that you could actually owe more money in student loan debt and bankruptcy and be able to leave the country, but you could only owe, like, what is it, like $2,000 in child support and you can't leave the country? Okay. Ask yourself what's going on. Now, when they come after you, they will put lien on your property. They will put a lien on your shit. They will take your shit. They will come and take all of your stuff because you got a nice car. Then you got a nice crib. You're not taking care of that child support. You're not figuring out a way to extinguish it. Get good with your baby mama. Right now, let's be very clear here, and I've said this before. I don't support people who don't support their kids. You gotta support your kids, man. You gotta take care of your family. So this is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about evading the responsibility of taking care of your family. We're talking about a system that has systematically broken up families and left people with no recourse. Left men in jail. Taking away good jobs. Good, good homes, right? Women become spiteful, all types of shit. I mean, you name it. There's a situation where people have gotten involved in this system. We need to be mature enough to handle our own issues without going to these courts. Now, let's keep going. B, the state <clears throat> accords full faith and credit. The lien described in subparagraph A. So if they put a lien on you, the state will give them full faith and credit, meaning that if listen, they can so they can collect on your ass. Coming to get you. Now, 
Courts, the full faith and credit to liens described in paragraph A arising in another state when the state agency party or other entity seeking to enforce such a lien compl- complies with the procedural rules relating to recording or serving liens that arise within the state, except that such rules may not require judicial notice or hearing prior to the enforcement of such a lien. Look at that. Now, isn't that a violation of your due process rights? That is a violation. Listen, how are you going to not have a judicial notice, right? And all the, and don't forget they put a warrant out for you. So now there's, there's truly a violation of your due process rights, okay? But everybody wants to have things in the public. We want to we wanna own our own cars. Now, this is tough for some people to hear, you know? I know. But here's the thing about it. That's for it's not about, oh, is he going to be responsible? No, no, no. Listen, child support makes niggas sometimes less responsible. I've seen it. Nigga be taking care of his kids, paying two, three thousand dollars a month. She stepped in one mortgage child support. Now he only has to pay ten thousand, or excuse me, uh, maybe ten, fifteen dollars a month. I've seen it. They put these niggas on less than nothing, and now she's losing, and she wanted to take them to court. Well, she could have kept getting more had she just been cool with them or had they worked something out. But she was getting more money anyways. I've seen this with people's situations. And what what really irks me about this, y'all, is that if we just take a few a few minutes mm-hmm. to look at the laws, what we'll understand <laughs> is that all of this stuff is being set up for commerce. It's all about money. Well, whose money is it about? Because let's keep going. We got a lot to cover. Okay. Number five, procedure. Establishment process available from birth until age 18. Procedures which permit the establishment of the paternity of a child at any time before the child attains 18 years of age. As of August 16, 1984, the clause shall also apply to a child for whom paternity has not been established or for whom paternity action was brought but dismissed because the statute of limitations of less than 18 years was then in effect at the state. Bro, they don't even have, you don't even have to be the daddy and they can get you with child support. That's what they're telling you. Next section, B. Procedures concerning genetic testing. Genetic testing required in certain Contested cases, procedures uh, under which the state is required in a contested paternity case, unless otherwise barred by state law, to require the child and all other parties, other than individuals found under Section 654 of this title, to have good cause and other exceptions for refusing to cooperate, <laughs> to submit genetic tests upon request of any such party. If the request is supported by a sworn statement by the party, they need to say, number one, alleging the paternity and setting forth the facts establishing a reasonable, a reasonable possibility of the requisite sexual contact between the parties. It needs to, number two, denying paternity and setting forth facts establishing reasonable possibility of the non-existence of sexual contact between the, uh, the parties. See, everything's done in the affidavit with these people. They're they going to put in the affidavit that you the daddy. 
if you don't contest it, if you are that. And let's just say that you are that, right? And you've signed up for child support, you've done all of this stuff. And you're taking care of your kids and you have every intention to take care of your kids. You know, the best thing you can do is, you know, you write a private contract with your baby's mother, your, your child's mother. I hate that baby mother shit. Your child's mother. Right? You got to do a private contract and y'all make an agreement, man, on what's going to be done. And you sit, and you'll be a man and you stick to your word. And then you get a rescission of signature. And you rescind everything that you've ever signed with these people. Now, if you're not the daddy, then you don't have to worry about that. And if you're not the daddy, then you need to straight up do an affidavit and you need to get with these people. I think I may have one brother who had that issue. Now, here we go. Other requirements, procedures, which require the state agency, in any case in which the agency orders genetic testing, to pay the cost of the test subject to recruitment if the state so elects from the alleged father if paternity is established, and to obtain additional testing in any case if original test result is contested upon request and advance payment by the contestants. Nigga, they're making you pay, and they're making you pay again. See, voluntary paternity acknowledgement. Check this out. Simple civil process, procedures for a simple civil process for voluntarily acknowledging paternity under which the state must provide that before a mother and father, putative father, can sign an acknowledgement of paternity, the mother and the putative father must be given notice orally or through the use of video or audio equipment and in writing of the alternatives to legal consequences and of the right of including if uh, one parent is a minor, any rights afforded due to minor status and responsibilities that arise from the signing of the acknowledgement. Basically, nigga, if you go forward and you say you're the father, I don't care if you if you're the father or you're not the father. <laughs> if you come forward and you say you're the father, these people will put you on the record and, and they will then consider that to be the truth. Voluntary acknowledgement. It's pretty tough. You know, we do a lot of voluntary shit. We volunteer eight hours of our time every day. We volunteer to pay taxes to the IRS. That's called a bequest, by the way. We volunteer. Send our kids to public school. We volunteer to eat bullshit food. We volunteer to do a lot of things. But I'm not sure who's going to volunteer and sign up for child support. Why would you do that? I, matter of fact, I know some people who actually did that, man. Some people pretty close to me. Now, Hospital-based programs such procedures must include a hospital-based program for voluntary acknowledgement of fraternity, focusing on the period immediately before or after the birth of the child. Okay. Fraternity establishment services, the state offered services such procedures must require the state agency responsible for maintaining birth records to voluntarily fraternity establishment services. And that could be all be done when the baby's born. All that fraternity shit. Now, 42 U.S. Code 666 
will take you over to 42 U.S. Code 655. Right? Now, this would be pretty interesting. You can move around, and there's a lot of different codes that you can move in between here. Right? But these are all federal codes. But I'm going to show you why all this shit's unconstitutional. Now, 42 U.S. Code 655 pays the state. It says that from the sums appropriated, therefore, the secretary shall pay to each state for each quarter an amount. Whoa, that means January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Every three months, at the end of the quarter, the sums appropriated, therefore, the secretary shall pay to each state for each quarter an amount. A, equal to the percent specified in paragraph two of the total amounts expended by such state. Number one, how much did the state have to spend to get your ass on child support? During such quarter, for the operation of the plan, your child support plan, approved under section 654 of this title. B, equal to the percent specified in the paragraph of the sums expended during such quarter that are attributable to the planning, the design, the development, the installation, or the enhancement of an automatic data or processing and information retrieval system, including and in sums the full cost of the hardware components and such systems. C, equal to 66% of so much of the sums expended during such quarter as are attributable to the laboratory costs incurred in determining paternity. 66%. How much they pay in the state. Equal to 66% of the sums expended by the state during the quarter for an alternative statewide system for which a waiver has been granted under 652D3 of this title, but only to the extent that the total sums so expended by the state on or after July 16, 1988 does not exceed the least total cost estimate submitted by the state pursuant to 652. Now, the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, right, the federal constitution, has all of these states under what you call subjugation. The states were your first 14th Amendment citizens. Okay? You beg the difference, you go read the 14th Amendment. They were the first 14th Amendment citizens, which means that the states have contracts with the federal government to make sure the child support stays in place. This is why you niggas have such a hard time. When you're doing everything else but following what the law tells you to follow. The law tells you to rescind your signature. The law tells you to rescind your signature. How powerful is that? The law also, I mean, that ain't the only thing they tell you to do. There's a lot of other things. You can get GSA bond and knock out child support. Okay? You can go to court and use the Bible to knock out child support. It's all about what you decide to do. Pick your poison. But these people are getting paid. The state got a vested interest to make sure that child support continues. Why? Because they're getting 66% of the sum of the money that they expended that they pay every three months. 
keep child support going. Hmm. Now, except that no amount shall be paid to any state on the account of amounts expended from amounts paid to the state under Section 658 or to carry out any agreement which it has entered into pursuant under Section 633. Now, in determining the total amounts expended by any state during a quarter for purposes of the subsection, there should be equal to the total uh, of any fees collected. Now, if you make sure that I'm lying, let me pull this up. Hold on. See? The Supremacy Clause, Article 5. Excuse me, what is that? Let me see, what is, what is that? Just a second. Excuse me. Excuse me. Article 9. I apologize. Article 9. Okay. Now, Supremacy Clause. Article 9, Clause 2 of the United States Constitution. It establishes the Constitution, the federal laws, there you go, made pursuant to it, and the treaties made under its authority constitute the supreme law of the land. It provides that state courts are bound by the supreme law. In cases of conflict between federal and state law, federal law must be applied. Even state constitutions are subordinate to federal law. Why? Because they're under the fucking 14th Amendment. Yo, man, the 14th Amendment made the state slaves. Go read case law. Right? I read it on the air probably about four or five months ago where the judge told the guy, he said, man, listen, the 14th Amendment has our hands tied. These people know how wrong uh, 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 um, this shit is. Child support and how unconstitutional it is. Now, we read the last time that it, it was a violation of the separation of powers. And that's why a judge ruled it to be unconstitutional. It does separate the powers. Family court. They establishing a whole court. For child support. Moving the branches around. Now, the supremacy clause says that even state constitutions are subordinate to federal law. These would be the ones that were created after they created the 14th Amendment. Now, in essence, it is a conflict of law. Okay? Specifying that certain federal acts take priority over any state acts that conflict with federal law. In this respect, the Supremacy Clause follows the lead of Article, what article is that? XIII of the Articles of Confederation, which provides that every state shall abide by the determination of the United States Congress Assembly, which is the real name of Congress, on all questions which the Confederation are submitted to. Listen. Your states are practicing child support because under the Supremacy Clause, they damn near have to because they're bound by the 14th Amendment. But the government's like, yo, we, you know, we're looking out for them. We're giving them kickbacks. And they put it right here in front of you and tell you how they're giving them kickbacks. Hold on, look, here it is. Except that no amount shall be paid to any state on the account of amounts expended from amounts paid to the state under Section 658 
or to carry out the agreement, which it has entered into, pursuant under six, Section 633, and determining total amounts expended by any state and another state during a quarter for purposes of the subsection. There should be excluded uh, an amount equal to the total of any fees collected. See? The percent is applicable to quarters in a fiscal year. I told you. So every three months, they're paying states out. That's a lot of money, man, for 50 states. Do the math on that shit. 70% was paid out fiscal years, 84 through 87. 88 and 89, they paid out 66%. And now they pay out 60, excuse me, 68%. Now they pay out 66%. So states actually used to make more money off the child support than they do now. How about that? See, that really gives to give you something to think about when you, when you hear the child support and the child support agency is unconstitutional. Why are they unconstitutional? Well, first of all, they're hiring a third party agency, right, to come collect on you. You know, child support agency is not a division of the courts. Not even sure where they came from. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to get into this case. Okay. Just a little preview for y'all, man. We got a lot to talk about. So, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to whip my palate, give me some water. Might even roll the joint. You don't know. But I'll be right back. Be right back. And we're going to hit this child support topic real heavy when we come back because um, here's the thing about the case. When a judge tells you that child support is unconstitutional, and then they tell you that, yeah, uh, it's unconstitutional, but we already pretty much have declared it, you do realize that that's what they call precedent. A legal precedent has not been set for all you brothers out there. Good day, man. It really, really is. We're gonna be right back after these messages. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. You're sitting right here on the bottom line in the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L Bay. Call the number three four seven nine eight nine zero one nine four if you're online and you want to call in and holler at your boy. Okay. If not, we'll get to them call lines real quick. All right, keep it locked. We'll be right back. There it is right there. And I want to share this with you because this paragraph, it was, I was instructed to look at that shortly after I started to read the book. And it was the start of changing everything. Now, you can't read that from here, so we'll blow it up. Hill says there's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until they believe that they can acquire it. That's not an easy thing to do. He said the state of mind must be belief and not mere hope or wish. Now, the last two lines are critical. Open-mindedness is essential to belief. Closed minds will not inspire faith, courage, or belief. There's the key. 
you, if you want to be ready for the success that you dream about, that Blaine had you playing with mentally, physically, if you're ready, then you believe. And if you don't believe, you're not ready. It's that simple. Now, this is the sad truth. Most people, it's hope and wish. Got to hope this thing happens. If I go there, I wonder if it'll happen. You've got to decide it's going to happen. It's got to be a decision you make. And it's got to be an irrevocable decision. It's not, it's not conditional on anything. This is exactly the way it's going to be done. You see, when you believe, everything else goes out the door. Now, how do you believe? Well, I talked about that earlier. Our belief system is based upon our evaluation of something. And frequently, if we reevaluate a situation, our belief about that situation will change. When Val said that to me, it was like bells going off in my head. I realized then how and why I had changed. I had been searching for nine and a half years. The change had taken place. My life had changed dramatically, but I had no idea why it had changed. People say, how did you do that? And I said, I'm, well, I don't know, I just do it. I have talked to all kinds of Olympians. I had a very good friend of mine, Mill Campbell, who's gone now, God bless him, but he was a gold medal decathlon winner. That means that on that day, he was the greatest athlete in the world. That's huge. And I remember him telling me, if he told me once, he told me a thousand times. He wanted down in Melbourne, at, at the Olympics in Melbourne. And, uh, and he, uh, he said that he and Rayford Johnson were running around the uh, area that they had built for the Olympians. And Rayford said to him, what do you think is going to happen, Milt? And Milt said, I told him, I said, Rayford, you've wasted your time coming here. This is mine. Now, prior to that, that was in 1956. In 1952, he had gone to Helsinki. He watched Bob Mathias as a kid when he was 13. And he watched Mathias, who became a congressman out here at one time. Um, he went to London, and he became the greatest athlete in the world. In 1948 and Milt saw that as a young boy and he made up his mind he was on the back of a Wheaties box that he was going to do that at 13 he said I am going to win the decathlon his grandmother was raising him he lived in Jersey but he made up his mind he was going to win it and four years later, he was in Helsinki, and he stood on the second step. Matthias wanted another gold. Matthias won the gold again. And Milt said, when I was standing on the second step, I made a commitment to myself. I was coming back in four years, and I was going to win the gold. Now, think of what he had to do. He had to train every day for the next four years. This is not lightweight stuff. And this is the real deal. I was running a meeting in, where the hell was I? I was here. I had just got in my room. I hadn't even opened my bag. And the phone rang in my room. 
And I picked it up, and it was milk. And he, I said, you know, I started talking. He said, where are you? And I said, I'm in L.A. He said, I'm in L.A. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm here visiting with Bob Matthias. I said, really? I said, God, I'd love to meet him. And I said, why don't you bring him down? Why don't you come to lunch tomorrow? Bring him down. I'll have lunch with you guys. So he said, just a minute. He was gone for a minute. And he came back. He said, okay, Bob said he'd come. And so I was running a seminar for Prudential. This was quite a long time ago. Well, these two big guys come in. They sat down in the back of the room. And I knew who they were. I knew who Bill was. I didn't know who Bob was, but I knew who, I knew who was with him. And so um, they ducked out, and we had lunch, and we came back in. And uh, they said, yeah, you can go ahead. So I told a story. I told a story about a young guy who was 13 that saw another guy win a gold medal in the decathlon. And he made up his mind he was going to do that. Now, he was living with his grandma. He was in New Jersey. The temperature's not very nice in New Jersey, a good part of the year. And he said, he remember, he was upstairs, and he'd be saying, I am the greatest athlete in the world. And one day his grandma said, Milt, this may not be for us. He said, Grandma, we're not doing it. I'm doing it. Now, I want you to compare the difference. He went back, he went in 52 to Helsinki, and he won the silver. But he said, I'm going back in four years. He had to figure out how he could do it. He didn't have the money to hire a trainer. His family didn't have any money. So he got an idea. See, when you fall in love with the idea, the way will be shown. You're going to believe that. You can't wish. Wishing and hoping doesn't cut it. If you're going to be ready, you've got to believe it. You've really got to believe it. He got the idea. He went to the government. He said, I'll join the service if you send me to Southern California and you permit me to train. I'll run under your banner. They cut a deal. They sent him down here. He had great trainers. He was in favorable weather. And he did that for four years. They paid him while he was learning. He didn't have enough money otherwise. And he went and he won the gold. And then I told him, I said, now the other guy, Milt's black. Matthias was white. Matthias was raised in Southern California. His dad was a doctor. They had all kinds of money, comparatively speaking. He was hiring the best best trainers in the world. He could train all year long. Their situations were so far apart, they were almost polar opposites on the surface. But they both did the same thing because they both held the same image. And then I introduced them, and I brought well, the guys went nuts, the people in the audience. They just, and I got them both to come up and talk about it. I've seen these things happen. I've worked with these people. I understand it. And I remember Milt was always saying, Milt had a key to my house. He's gone now, God bless him, but he had a key to my house. When he came to Toronto, he would just, it wouldn't matter if we were home or not, he could go and stay there. We were just great friends for a long, long time. But I remember he kept saying to me, he said, you know, 
I, I just, he, he, he couldn't get over this. He said, there was all kinds of guys in school that were better, better athletes than me, but they quit. <laughs> you can't win if you quit. There is no quitting. It's got to be a commitment. And it's not going to be easy. Sandy's going to run you through here into something in a few minutes called the terror barrier. It gets to the point where you're damn good and scared. It gets to the point where the outside starts to take control of the inside and you swear to God you're going to lose if you keep going. But you've got to keep going. experience life as we know it as some of you should know it yeah yeah place marcy brooklyn action well y'all know the action uh, i got the shorty on my block always clocking my rocks he likes the style of profile i think he won the mock he likes the way i walk he see my money talking the honey talking i'm the hottest nigga in new york and I see his hunger pains, I know his blood boils He wanna run with me, I know this kid'll be loyal I watched him make a few wins, the cop his little sneakers and gear Then it's just enough for re-up again I see myself in his eyes, I move from Levi's to guess the Versace Now it's diamonds like Liberace, that's just a natural cycle Nobody wanna be like Michael where I'm from Just some niggas who bounce from a gun We out here trying to make our white into cold green I can help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen Plus I could relive my days if you would just go that little nigga's peak, it's time to put him on. It's time to come on. my own up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they run, it's time to come on. Stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run, I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama Trying to come up in the game And add a couple of dollar signs to my name I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace Life could be better like my man Reclined in plush leather seats And selling weight, I'm selling eight Bull 16, trying to graduate To push the quarters, y'all I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me If he give me the nod, then these niggas don't see I'm tired of vegan out here round the clock And breaking day And chasing crackers up the block for my pay I'm staying fresh, so chickens check I'm trying to step up to the next level Pushing vets through the jets Diamonds reflect from the sun Directly in your equilibrium and stunned I'm waiting for my day to come I got the urge to splurge I don't want a lifetime sentence Just give me the word It's time to come on Can't hold my own weight up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run in my crown It's time to come on And stick up my chest and make some loot Hey fella, I've been watching you clock. Who me holding down this block? It ain't nothing. You the man, nigga. Now stop running. <laughs> I like your style. Nah, I like your style. Let's drive around the world. Cool, nigga. Here's a fact. A G, I ride with you for free. I want the long-term riches and bitches. Listen to me. You let them other niggas get the name. Skip the fame. Ten thousand, a hundred G. Keep your shit the same. On the low. Yeah, the only way to blow. You let your shit bubble quietly. And then you blow. Hey, keep it cool. The only way that people fool is let them show his hands and you play your card. Then these do deal and I understand. Don't blow your dough on high. The only thing I got in this world is my work and my nuts. It won't break up for nobody. I like your resume. Pick a day. You can start. From now until death, do what's part, nigga. And hope my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come up. And stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come up. 
right, all right, all right. Peace to the gods. We back. See right here on the bottom line. Your host, Joy Bell Bay. So tonight we're talking about child support. And one of these things about child support, right, that we have to continue to look at is how does the statute, right, that you're charged with when they put you on child support, how does that line up with the Constitution? Does it line up with the Constitution? Is it in sync with the Constitution? These are questions that you must always ask yourself, right? And so one of the things that was brought up in this case was how child support and agency itself was unconstitutional because it represented what people refer to as separation of powers in the Constitution. So we're going to look at that, right, because anytime we start talking about separation of powers, what we're talking about is your executive branch, your judicial branch, right, your legislative branch. So we're talking about different branches of government that essentially are supposed to be separate. Right, and this is why you have checks and balances. So then we got to ask ourselves who is checking and balancing the government, right? Because the, the I mean the the fact of the matter is is that when you put these people in control and they have this much control over your life, there must be checks and balances. Somebody must step in. And check the books. Okay. So we're going to look at this and then we'll go to the car lines and see what's going on out there. All right, just a second. Let me get the doc pulled up here. All right. So if you were tuning in with me last week, you know that one of the cases that we were going into was a, was it was a, um, well, there were several of them, right? So I'll give you the name of it just in case you don't have it anymore, okay? This is going to be, this is filed uh, June 12th, 1998. Okay, this was affirmed and reversed, okay? And this was, uh, this was like three different cases in one, man. So, and that's why I found this so interesting because you'll rarely see this, right, where they'll start combining different cases. but this stuff has been put now into into case law, if you will, right? So it's a precedent that's been set. So if you wanted to go back and use this stuff, you could, but you'd have to use it in the right manner, right? And that's how you get your remedy in that particular situation. All right, let's pull it up. All right, so here we go. This is Kayla's Fuller versus Fuller. Okay? We're reading the dissenting opinion of the judge. This is in a child support case. Okay? Now, it says that the judgment dissolving the marriage of Denise Kalise and Lee Fuller awarded Denise Kalise custody in order for Lee Fuller to pay support. Later, Lee Fuller was injured and Denise Kalise applied for AFDC. That's the, that's the child support, right? Then, Lee Fuller, the party's child, excuse me, Lee Fuller and the party's child eventually received Social Security Disability Benefits. In January 1997, Lee Fuller started an review of the support obligation, arguing that requiring him to pay child support for his disability benefits, in addition to the amount the child was receiving, 
uh, and dependent benefits was unfair. Because they gave the mom testimony. It's like, wait a minute, y'all make me say all this shit? What? Now, Lee Fuller's request was denied and he formally moved to reduce child support. And ALJ treated Lee Fuller's disability benefits as income and said his prospective support obligation at the guideline amount. The ALJ ordered Lee Fuller to pay an additional amount towards support at uh, arrears. So he had arrears. So, and mind you, he had arrears because they tacked on. Uh, the uh, the disability shit, right? So Lee Fuller claims that the Social Security disability payment paid on behalf of a child for whom the non-custodial parent has a duty to support should be credited against the non-custodial parent's support obligation. The payment of Social Security benefits from the account of a support obligor parent does not constitute payment from the parent. Haynes versus Haynes. Now, while Haynes involved retirement benefits, its rationale has been applied to Social Security disability benefits as well. We take this opportunity to re-examine. Now, Haynes was the case of the first impression when decided in 1984, including the payment of Social Security benefits from the support obligor's account, which did not constitute payment from the obligor. This court stressed that the uh, support obligor's lack of property interest in the funds paid to dependent minors. Now, as support for our position, we cited the Missouri case that has been uh, since overruled, Carver versus Carver, overruled by Weeks versus Weeks, because the child receives the benefit payments, the issue of the obligor's property right is irrelevant. I don't always believe that. Sometimes, mama be dicked out. Now, where an obligor, such as Lee Fuller, whose sole income is from disability benefits, is denied a credit against his support obligation, he must pay support from those benefits because his child already receives similar benefits at a disability dependent. So they're making him pay what the state had to pay for her disability now. So now Fuller receives fewer benefits than were intended while his child receives more. Now, the source and the purpose of the Social Security Dependent Benefits are identical to the source and the purpose of child support. A majority of jurisdictions now recognize that such a result would be inequitable and allow a credit against the support obligation for benefits paid on behalf of a child. Inequitable is unconstitutional. They know that they have to be sued for that shit. Now, Hawkins versus Peterson, under the majority rule, child support may be offset by a Social Security-dependent benefit during the period in which the benefits are received. It says, we overruled the relevant portions of Haynes and the progeny because the child support and the Social Security benefits paid on behalf of a child due to support obligor's disabilities have almost identical purposes. Okay. Haynes is at odds with the majority rule that has now emerged. And a case critical to our ruling in Haynes has been overruled. On remand, the district court shall give Lee Fuller an appropriate credit against his prospective support obligation and arrears for benefits paid on the behalf of the child. See, so they, because it was unconstitutional, they reversed it. Okay, let's go to the next case.
uh, Carlson versus Carlson. In 1994, the judgment dissolving the Carlson marriage awarded Christy Carlson custody, supporting Mankin. In 1996, the district court denied Steve Carlson uh, a motion to reduce his obligation. In 1997, the ALJ denied a second motion by Steve Carlson to reduce his obligation, finding Steve Carlson had not shown a substantial change in circumstance since the district court denied modification. Steve Carlson sought to amend findings, arguing that the ALJ could, uh, should evaluate the claims, change the circumstance by looking at the 1994 judge setting uh, the support rather than the denial. Right, so he was in there trying to get his shit uh, changed, right? So on appeal, he challenged the constitutionality of the administrative child support process and raised non-constitutional claims regarding the propriety of the ALJ's amended findings only in the alternative. You hear that? So he didn't come in the beginning and raise constitutional questions. So due to our ruling on the constitutional issue, we did not address his other claims. Right, so basically they just went ahead and let his shit go, right? Then they went on. Let's go to the next case that they went to. Okay, Schumer. So the administrative child support created by Minnesota statute five one eight five five one one. We talked about this last week. Is unconstitutional because it violates the separation of powers required by Minnesota statute article three section one. Right. Says we we reverse the support orders and remand for consideration by the district court for child support issues in each of the consolidated cases. In Holmberg, the district court should also determine whether Ronald Holmberg is in good faith, like the ability to pay the homestead lien. See, there's a lien that they put on this guy, right? Now, let's talk about the three branches, right? Because it goes on to say that the Minnesota Constitution mandates that the powers of the three branches of government be exercised separately. The purpose of the separation is to provide checks and balances critical to our, our, our notion of democracy. Notion, right? Now, the unfettered concentration of a particular power in one branch of government is the exclusion of the other branches is adherent to our democratic system. For according to Locke and Montequest, tyranny would be the natural and probable result. Well, ain't it? Ain't that what's happening right now? Now, logically, the powers that the three branches may be shared in some limited way, and one branch must have the ability to check the exercise of the powers of the other branches. This, quote, checking requirement formulated as the separation of powers doctrine has never been an absolute division of governmental function in this country, nor was it ever intended to be. Moreover, there has never been an all-inclusive definition for what they call judicial power. And they said, quote, what is judicial power? Judicial power, what is, excuse me, what is judicial power cannot be brought within the ring fence of a definition. It is undoubtedly power to hear and determine, but this is not peculiar to the judicial office. And Many of the acts of the administrative and executive officers involve the exercise of the same power. Many boards hear and determine questions affecting private as well as public rights. The authority to ascertain facts and apply the law to the facts when ascertained pertains as well to other departments of government as well as the judiciary. So 
when we really get down to it, when we're really talking about it, they tell you that there really should be a separation of powers. She says here that Wolf recognized that many administrative agencies exercise the powers of all three branches of government and acknowledged that a strict interpretation of the separation of powers doctrine would make the existence of functioning of such agencies nearly impossible. Now, the majority relies on Brimhurst and Wolf in declaring Minnesota Statute 518-5511 violative of the separation of powers doctrine. Brimhurst held that the quasi-judicial function of an administrative agency does not violate the separation of powers if the agency's decisions lack excuse me, if the agency's decisions lack judicial finality because no judgment can be entered thereon without intervention by a duly established court. You hear that? They're not a court. They're not a court of record. That's the problem. Number two, and judicial appellate review is available, which means that I got to be able to go and appeal this child support shit. 227 Minnesota Statute 433, uh, and Wolf provided that no new rule, but only said, quote, we believe that the criteria set out in Brimhurst marks the outside limit of allowable quasi-judicial powers in Minnesota. And although Brimhurst and Wolf are presidential authorities, I believe that the more recent decision of Mac versus Minneapolis, which incorporates only second criteria and the reasoning of Brimhurst, provides the current correct test for determining whether quasi-judicial administrative functions violates the separation of powers doctrine, right? So then the judge goes in, right, and he starts trying to, you know, break this shit down, according to this case, Brimhurst. Now, we ain't got a lot of time to go through Brimhurst, so I would implore y'all to go through that case on your own. Okay? It deals with the Workers' Compensation Act. Okay? Them taking money from that, whether that was unconstitutional. See, the purpose of separation of powers analysts, right, is difficult for these people because it's hard for them to distinguish, you know, what's real and what's not real because if they start doing that, they're going to give up to it. They're going to give it up. And you're going to know where the fraud is. See, listen, I'm going to read it to you. It says, for purposes of separation of powers analysts, it is difficult find legal meaningful differences between the workers' compensation process and the administrative child support process. Both are administrative systems under the executive branch of government and both operate predominantly in a quasi-judicial capacity. It might be noted in passing that the workers' compensation system reflects a total transfer of plenary judicial power over a firmly rooted common law cause of action, while the child support process in question represents a comparatively minor delegation of judicial power over a limited class of family law proceedings. You hear that? Family law proceedings. Minnesota Statute 518-5511. Only when the public authority is involved is the use of administrative process for child support and maintenance required. Okay? Recognizing the limited power of the ALJ in this stipulation that involves a finding of contempt and a jail sentence should require the review and signature of a district court judge. So in the absence of a district court judge, right, in the absence of district court intervention, the right of approval or disapproval or the oversight of 
was supposed to happen. The first criteria in Brimhurst, right, is Brimhurst then, requires that the district court involvement, and at the time of the Brimhurst decision, which was way, way back when, 1949, okay, orders from the industrial commissioners were in the name of referees, recommendations, which would be reviewed and approved by or disapproved by the district court, right? Then the findings and then those decisions would be approved by a higher court if that was necessary. None of that shit's happening today. I mean, this is pretty significant stuff. Because what we're talking about is the ability for these people to create quasi-judicial law, right? So what's supposed to be in the judicial branch has been moved to the executive branch through the legislature, through special law. So what are we talking about is special law. So, well, I want you to think about this, right? The separation of powers, your 14th Amendment, is what makes you a U.S. citizen. So, if we're talking about the separation of powers, right, was it not a move of the legislature, right, that made you, by way of the executive branch, Right, i.e. the president forcing them, right, all of the states to become part of the union and become 14th Amendment citizens wasn't that wasn't voluntary, right? That happened. You're part of that. If you decide to be a 14th Amendment citizen, which makes child support that much harder to get rid of. People not really seeing the real problem. Yes, it's unconstitutional. Yes, it's quasi. But we must still ask ourselves, how do we fit into that particular picture? Because, listen, a thief will be a thief. And will allow you to be a thief with him. Or I can say a fool will be a fool and will allow you to be a fool with him. And then both of y'all fools don't have problems. So Let's just be Very specific here Okay because There's a precedent that's been set So that means that under the supremacy clause The separation of powers clause Has been violated in one constitution Been violated in another All these constitutions Are pretty much similar Supremacy clause, full faith and credit. Okay. So what we're talking about is Anglo American jurisdictions. Okay. This is what the judge called it. The judge called it Anglo American jurisdictions that we're in. Okay. Absent of, of real law. Because even 
workers' compensation violates separation of powers doctrine, and it's unconstitutional. Even it's unconstitutional. To be very honest. But we're going to go to the call lines and see what's happening out there. 347 999 0194. We're on the bottom line. We're going to take some calls. See how y'all feel. Let's go to 205 635. Joey, what's going on, brother? What's going on, brother? You putting it down tonight, ain't you? Hey, you know, I'm just trying to bring that in, bro. You know. <laughs> um, All right, bro. I'm, I'm not going to hold you long, man. I, I like you. I like your topic and everything like that. Um, I just I got one little question, man. Then uh, I got a okay, conversation go with you and everything like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I, I wanted to know, man. Um, I tried to get in touch with you and everything like that. I had a consultation with your brother. Um, okay. on the fourth of May. Okay. Let me take your number down. Let's see. I All got right. you. The two hundred five number. All right. I'll reach out to you after the show. Yeah. We'll get to take care of. Okay, brother. Now, okay. I got a few people um, I take care of. I got you. All right. This this question I got you. Wanna, well, I I guess I'll just wait until you call me. Then we'll talk about that day. I'm gonna keep going. Okay, no problem. All right, brother. All right, peace, bro. All right, let's go to seven one nine three zero one. Peace to the God. Seven one nine three zero one. You there? Peace, 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 really? Peace. Yo, so with this child support thing, so basically the key is the Constitution, right? So Yes, you can use the Constitution. Note, I would recommend that you do. Yes, 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 yes. But another question I got regarding that on the side note is the child support is under the Social Security Act. Is that true? Yes, it is, in a sense, because what they did was, if you look at, and I talked about this last week, when they set up child support, essentially, it was set up um, for, like, people who were coming back from war. It was set up for kids that in, that, that was orphans and shit like that. And then it extended over under the Social Security Act to include more people, but then it was, like, welfare. You understand? So, it's always been part of the welfare program. Huh. Nigga, they had this shit in the Great Depression. Except, they was not enforcing it like they... This is where you get the child support enforcement agency from. Right. Okay. They had one division. They closed it and opened up like four more. Wow. 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 Okay then. Alright. So then that means everybody that's paying that FICA, the FICA tax from work, that goes into Social Security automatically. Say say it again. Sorry, it's kind of hard to hear you. Oh, my bad. So the FICA that people pay, the Social Security tax from work, so that, that, that automatically goes into the child support also, don't it? Well, yeah. What happens? What happens is, is all right. So if you're paying, if you're paying tax at work, right, 
and that shit's right. coming out. Right. I'm that FICO, now FICO might not be on everybody's shit if you work. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. That might be in your right. state. In your state, now check it out. In your state, they might have a welfare tax. If you're paying a welfare tax, you could be paying that tax. You could be paying for what it's costing the state to keep the welfare agency open for them to go and collect the money that's needed, right, on behalf of the child, quote unquote. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, it is a state agency. And it is a state funded agency. Wow. So they're all in it. It's all. Everybody in the rabbit hole together, dog. (laughs) They're just popping their head out when it's time to get a little dollar. (laughs) Wow. It really is it's pretty deep to think about it because it's kinda like everybody got their hand in the cookie jar to get a couple of dollars from you. Hmm. Okay. Alright. Alright. It's really it's it's really kind of a when you think about it it's 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 like a gang bang, bro. It's like they're ganging up on you. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a straight gang, man. Like the court comes out, yep. and then if you don't pay it, the, the and then on um, the child support agency comes out, then the sheriff will come out, then they'll lock you up, like nigga, God damn. And then if you if you don't pay, you get in the rage and you can't get a passport, you can't do this, you can't. Man, there's so many things that they try to block you from doing for child support. And I, don't give me, I don't have no kids, so that's not why I'm right. in this discussion. I'm having this discussion because it's the same as driving without a license. It's the same as your nationality. Yeah. It's the same as doing commerce, bro. It affects all of that shit. You want to do business internationally? You can't do business internationally with child support hanging over your head. They won't let you travel. I was watching an episode, dude. Of um, it was uh, it was what was it? Uh, border Patrol. Man, dude was coming back. Off the plane, they locked this nigga up. Soon as he got off the plane, for what? Child warrant. You wow. know everything was cool. They, they came, locked this nigga up. Talking about he didn't even make it, dog. When you know how you got off the plane and you walk the, the walkway, he didn't even get up the walkway. They pulled this nigga off, walked him off the jet, off the jet tar, the tarmac. <laughs> Come on, nigga, you come with us. I mean. So yeah, man, this shit, this shit real, dog. This shit real, and people gotta start studying it. Cause if we don't, we're gonna we're gonna be in the same position we was in before it started. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Uh, now for the injunction, I got another question for the regarding the injunction. Which which injunction? It's a regular state injunction. The one you sent to the sheriff. Okay. What state you in? Is it necessary for us to do the like the certificate of non-response for it, or the return receipt is sufficient no. enough? No, you don't have to do a certificate of non-response. Well, I feel like this. I will still do a certificate of non-response in the event that you ever have to go to court to show mm-hmm. when you didn't respond to your um, You can just have your notary issue a certificate of non-response. So what you do is, is you type one up, have her have her sign it like she issued a certificate of non-response or she, if she sends it out for you. If she witnesses you sending it out, you have her sign it. 
and then you just file right. it. Keep them in your files. You don't even have to send them a certificate and not response. Because the third file, third copy you send them is default. That's the default anyways. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, now, for the declaration of trust, is it still wise to leave the EIN of the trust and the beneficiaries on it, like the EIN, or should we remove it? Did you remove the EIN from the declaration of trust? You mean like on the actual paperwork? Yes. Is it a domestic trust or is it a foreign trust? It is a religious trust. The car trust. Is it, oh, it's car trust. Domestic. So, yeah, yeah you can leave it on it. It's domestic. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Now, could you please break down the difference? Because I I understand that Massachusetts Trust is public, and the foreign trust, like the nine eight, is foreign. So, like, what is? Can you break down the difference? Like, what's a Massachusetts well, trust? A, a, a Massachusetts trust is like a common law trust. It can be formed in the public. It can it can do business in the public. It can have entities in the public. Um, it's just it derives it formation uh, from the common law from so not necessarily the state of but uh, like so like if you live in California it'd be California state common law right and so pe- people right. like to think of it as deriving its existence from what people call common law even now even common law is unconstitutional so what I really like to say <laughs> is that it's, it, it, in, a, in a sense it's private so like it, it is the proper thing to do when you're doing when you want to do business in the public, I always recommend it because the 9A number is a holding trust. You technically shouldn't really, you really technically, unless you're creating religious organizations, shouldn't put too many businesses under the 9A in the public. Now, let's say that you want a bunch of LLCs or you want to own a bunch of property in the public. That would be the purpose of having the Massachusetts Business Trust. So they call these uh, UBOX. Unincorporated business trust, and they really are almost the same thing. But here's the deal: you can go get an EIN for your unincorporated business trust as a foreign entity, or you can go do it as a domestic entity. That decision is up to you, and it's about how you decide to do business. The way the way I do business, I actually have both, and I operate a little bit of both. Good, 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 I, I, good. I, I got, I got, I got both plus plus some more. This is put it like that. Huh? I like, okay. I, I like, I like foreign trust. It benefits you All very right. well when you know. It's, but a domestic trust is good. A, a a a Massachusetts business trust can be set up in any state. That's just an unincorporated trust. And you'll basically just go and register the trust. Now, how you get the EIN number will determine with the IRS whether or not it's it's foreign or domestic. You understand? Got you. I'm excited today. Got it. So then, since the religious trust is an unincorporated religious assembly, is that the same as a Massachusetts trust, or are they different? So I'm trying to tell you, they essentially are the same thing. Hold on, I'll pull it up. Just a second. We're gonna we're gonna actually right. pull it up. Hold on. All right, because I, I was I was I was rapping with a brother of mine, and we was kind of 
confused about that because it's so close. So it's like I just thought I'd ask. Here we go. A Massachusetts business trust is a legal trust set up for the purposes of business, but not necessarily one that is operated in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Okay. Now, they may also be referred to as an unincorporated business organization or UBO. Business trust may be established under the laws of other U.S. states. Now, you do realize you can have a business trust owned by a foreign trust, right? Yes. Okay. Now, many businesses are formed as MBTs, Massachusetts Business Trust, to mitigate taxation. Mutual funds in the United States are also structured as Massachusetts Business Trust. Although sometimes they are organized as Maryland corporations. Now, what I want you to, to to know here is that when we're talking about term business trust and unincorporated business trust, right? They're mm-hmm. not using the internal revenue code like that. So the term business trust and Massachusetts business trust, um, when we're talking about federal laws, they they classify those as five hundred one c three, five hundred one d, all them. So the regulations that require the trust operate, right, and do any type of business are completely different than how you actually set it up under the common law. So, in other words, if you have a corporation, if you have a um, an unincorporated association, if you have a limited liability company, any of these can be put under your trust. Right? Now, that trust is determined It'd be, it could be unincorporated as a 9A or unincorporated as a domestic entity. Because under the Constitution, remember, you can have unincorporated associations all day long. Mm-hmm. So they are the same thing, but depending on how you get the EIN will determine with the IRS the difference. Got you, got you, got you. I, I connect the dots. I connect it. All right. Are you, are you, are you understanding what I'm trying to tell you? They, they, yep. they are essentially all the same. <laughs> but yep, yep, you have yep, to separate it in your mind for the purpose of going to the IRS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it really comes down to like the subtle details of things like this, like the little small things that makes a huge difference. So Yeah, because you know I when you go to the IRS they ask you, Well, what type of trust it is? Is it is it a foreign trust? Is it is it a is it a foreign grantor trust? Is, is it domestic right. trust? They ask you these questions. Hey. Because they want to know what type of trust you're setting up. When you go to the mm-hmm. state, and like for instance, go to the state of Florida, and you set up a trust, Florida allows you to register your common law trust or whatever you decide to call it. Because that's what they're going to huh. put, whatever you call it. Right? And wow. they're going to put that into the system, and they're going to register it in the system, and that court, that trust can now be a, um, a what you call it, a registered agent. Right, and now it, for now, any businesses you set up in Florida, which were LLCs or whatever, can now be registered, and their owner can be that trust, which was already registered in the state as a registered agent. Mm, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, yeah. Well, that's it's all. Yeah, it's a own, it's a own nothing, control everything game. It really is. It's just about making sure that you protect your assets. And the best way to protect your assets is to put them in trust. And necessarily, yeah. you don't have to own them trust. You can, 
I give everything to a trust. I don't own shit. Right, right. These are the, you know what I'm saying? These, these shoes and socks right. belong to the trust. The trust, let me, let me get these. Got it. Got it. One more thing, though. One more thing came in my mind. So when we open the trust account at the bank, do they have, like, different types of trust accounts that you can open at the bank? Of course. Depends on okay. which bank you go to, brother. You Niggas love going to Bank of America, don't y'all? <laughs> There's so many banks outside of that, man. You know, <laughs> y'all got to go look around, man. You got a lot of banks out here in the world, man. You know, HSBC, yeah. Deutsche, you got a lot of banks. You know, bank at, right. you know, bank right. of England, all types of banks out here. International banks right here in the United States that you can go to and bank with and get your trust account set up. And you can set up different types of trust accounts depending on, number one, um, your network. Number two, uh, what, what type of account it is. I mean, these are real things. So these are things to consider. Some of these banks won't even allow you to open up accounts. If you don't have at least a net worth of a hundred million or more, mm. so these are things consider. But when you open up a trust account, man, open it up at a good bank. You don't want a bank because let me tell y'all something, man, about money. You start sending money to trust accounts over here in the United States, and if they're large amounts of money, you'll never see any of that money. Never, because of how the laws are set up. It's too strict. Security laws are very strict over here. So, when you, if you even think that you have, let, let's just say you got $100,000 and you just want to put it in a trust account overseas. You could do it, right? But be very careful about how you put $100,000 in an account over here. Be a problem for you. If you're not careful. Oh. So okay. I just, I'm, okay. I'm just telling you this because now, now if you have a trust account, trust accounts can they can still be pierced too. Don't believe that they can't, especially mm. over here. Ask John to the to the tune of a million. So trust accounts can be pierced if you're not if you're not extremely, you know, dotting your eyes and crossing your teeth. And what would be an example of that? Um, well, you want to have a good trustee. Got you. Got it. Got it. You want to have a good trustee? You want to have your trustee venture in place? I don't always recommend going to Bank of America or U.S. Bank or or your little local bank. These banks don't have no capital. Right. So what what banks then? What banks can we, you know, what what banks can we You want to look for top, top 20 banks, brother. Okay, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. International banks. You want to look at banks work that allow you to do international banking? That have branches here in North America. That's right. Got it. Trust is a very important subject, yeah, thank you for the clarification. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Peace to God. Peace, peace to God. 
Yeah, but trust takes a lot of people down the rabbit hole, dog. 301, 500, what up? What up? What's going on, G? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Hello? I'm well, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm well, man. I'm glad. Right. I'm, I'm so well, man. I'm glad to hear you this uh, lovely evening. Uh, I'm going to check out the uh, show last week because we're uh, talking about a topic that's pretty uh, close, to, close to home for me in the middle of it. I actually have a... Um, the child support, excuse me, I ain't going to ask. The league has had the child support hearing um, uh, this coming Wednesday. However, based on circumstances, uh, myself as the beneficial owner of the league is won't be able to attend. But it's bigger than that based on the fact that uh, um, the issue really is based off natural law and how um, uh, being placed on child support based on differences amongst uh, minds at the time, you know what I mean? Uh, being immature and things of the nature. Um, I find that I, at that time, was very uh, uh, ignorant towards uh, not only myself, but to people at large, and hence I got my um, child's mother pregnant. Uh, but in the capacity, um, I was trying. I'm still trying to grow beyond that and get get the understanding of her not utilizing third parties on matters that her and I created. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying mm-hmm. to I'm trying to literally uh, get this derived in her brain, which I ain't. I mean, that's not my job, but um, I'm trying to get her to see that um, if somebody that doesn't have anything to do with our creation of the, the of this child, um, they have no control over me, at least, I'd rather say. They definitely don't have any control over me, so I'm willing to deal with them how I need to deal with them, and, and that's, right. that's that, however. But um, I'm, I'm being real, bro. Like, this has really been on my mind. Like, I'm trying to, excuse my language, I'm basically trying to that's get people right. to leave me the fuck, leave the fuck alone. <laughs> Which is, that's basically what I'm trying oh. to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And, uh, so, so let me ask you this then, brother. You because you because you you're in the middle of fighting the case. So have you have you have you done any of the necessary paperwork? Have you done anything? Um, I'm be a hundred, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yes. I say yes. Um, I got a literally a folder full, um, both in both like a folder, both both sides full envelope. The little pockets full of uh, paperwork. Be supplying it to the um, uh, house support agency, the courts, and the whole nine. Okay, I'm gonna um, ask, you, I'm gonna ask you some basic questions. I'm gonna ask you some basic questions. All right. Want you give me a yes? Want you give me a yes or no answer? All right. Um, did you put in a constitutional challenge? No. And look, let me ask you this. Hold on. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Here's the question. All right. Did did you rebut anything by affidavit on the record? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Did you put in a certified copy of your state constitution? No, I did not do that. Did you put in a certified copy of Trinity versus Tagliaro? No. And to be honest with you, this week 
um, that just passed, I literally put that stuff in the mail to be a hundred. Um, you need to file it. You need to file it though with the clerk in person too. Um, Facts, right? So, so here's here's the thing, right? What type of case you got, right? And you haven't rescinded your signature either, right? Facts, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so everything else that you did so far up until now, let's take it and just put it behind us, right? Let's let's consider it null and void because it hasn't gotten rid of the case. Right. So, if I was you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not, cause I ain't got no baby, man. Cause that's just stressful. congratulations. I I, I used to work with kids, I know. So if I was you, <laughs> nigga, what I would do is I would go in there and get a copy of everything that you signed so far. Yeah. And you need to you need to rescind your signature on it. Number one. You need to make sure that you get a copy, certified copy of it. Yeah. And then was and you need to rescind right. it with another representative. That five point one, you need to put that in to the case. Constitutional okay. challenge that. Also, All right. you need to put you need to put in a copy of your constitution. Now, let me tell you what else you can use. And this is and this is um you can get a congressional record, it's called the Bible. The, the law, I think it's the law of the Bible or the Bible is law. Um you can hit up uh, Jonah um, on his show uh, tomorrow. Ask him the name of it for certain. But I think it's the law of the Bible, right. I believe. We have copies of it, y'all. So I have copies of it. Right, right. copy. hit, hit me up and get a copy. But you need to put that into the case because remember, they stand on the Bible. The Bible is law. So you put it after, you put in the affidavit saying that you said on the Bible and the Bible is your law as is theirs and the Bible says that you're supposed to honor your mother and your father and that's not honor your mother and your father if you happen to pay your son child support. Right. Respect. Respect. Hey, I even got, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I was going, what I was trying to say earlier um, um, and I do appreciate your insight, good brother. But, um, I've been trying to, uh, you good. Um, I even peeped the GSA webinar, and I, I got that uh, kind of like at the ready, too. Um, only thing I need don't take, don't take to really take I like them. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Based on, based on that um, based on that expression, uh, would that be something that you think I should execute as well? Or rather, um, what's your insight well, on executing that yeah, position? Listen, you pull the trigger on all that shit if you want to. You never know what's going to shut it down. You really don't. Um, you know, GSA bonds, I've seen them happen at different times. Are you in a rearage? Yes, exactly, absolutely. Are you are you dealing with the child support agency? Yeah. Um, and to be what honest, uh, I'm, a, uh-huh. I don't even, I'm not even working at the moment. So I'm definitely, hey, this is building up. You know what I'm saying? So, and you need to do a child support injunction too. So you need to do a child support injunction. It's a child support agency. You need to deal with mm-hmm. your case, obviously. Right? So you gotta put yourself mm-hmm. into your case. Okay? I mean those those are some main things that you gotta do. But the child support agency you definitely gotta do an injunction. Yeah. You gotta receive the signature, dude. 
see, the but, thing is, is you're on the contract, and, and they can only do what they're doing to you because you signed up for their contract. Yeah, respect, respect. And to be a hundred, um, too, like, uh, I'm proud. I'm, to me, those are those are the easy things to do, even though it's pretty hard. And, and that's why I'm trying to really get that as a man and a woman who makes that decision. Like, I'm trying to convey this message to my child's uh, mother. Like, I'm not denying the whole trying to turn from my responsibility as a man. It's all scary, brother. Nah, my father's um, Trying to, I'm trying to handle this business like a man, you know what I'm saying, without her including unnecessary third parties. You know I mean? And again, these, well, these people. And I'm saying that. Hey. I'm saying that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. Best thing you can do, right, and hopefully she's a reasonable person. Most people tend to be, right, well, especially you talk, you talk about money, people get a little unreasonable. But what you got to do is you got to go to her and have a very reasonable adult conversation. And explain to her, listen, if you keep sending these people out to me, I can't work and I can't make no money to do what I need to do for you and these kids. And you got to be very straightforward. Right. And, and you have to come to a meeting of the mind. This is the problem that we got as a people. We, it's so hard for us to, to come to a meeting of the mind between a woman and a man and make a, 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 a very um, adult decision when it comes to a child. So... You've got to try to sit down with a brother And tell him, listen, if we need to put it in writing On what I'm going to do, let's do that And I'll stick to it You know, right. and if not, you can take me back to support later But, you know, that's the best And she needs to put it in writing where she is Right, then no people, doubt You know, and all that You know, and if y'all can get to that If y'all can get to that point Then when you get to court, she put an affidavit in And say that she denies but you know she, she doesn't want to do custody. I mean, excuse me, child support. And um, you know, doesn't doesn't care the care for. Now what will happen is state will try to still step in. But at that point in time, if she's not pressing it and you're not pressing and you're not you know pressing her, y'all can get some shit accomplished. You can get that taken. Yeah, exactly. I ain't fine. Right. There's always when you're at odds with your woman, man, or your ex-woman, brother, this shit becomes a problem, you know, right. and I've seen niggas beat the shit, dog, when the woman was at odds with you know, and, my and, G, and that, my, my shit, my shit, been, my shit was rocking before he got born, though, my dog, <laughs> so that's the problem with our, my situation, so, like, every since the word go, it's like, man, yeah. yo, it's like, it's, and again, like, I, like again, I'm, I'm man enough to say, yeah, my, my immaturity at the time, uh, created this mess. However, again, this and are just you, like how you, uh, this information. Are you, on terms with this? are you on talking terms with this sister? Nah, and it'll be real. Like the only I'm being a hundred right now. I'm able to see my son literally through my through my family and stuff like that, dog. So it's it's that bad, my G. It's my it's that bad. Like she she so, on some Adolf Hitler type shit, want to dictate everything, and that's and that's not cool with me. Cause, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just like how you say you work with kids, but I'm a fun loving dude, my dog, and I love kids. But for somebody to try to, again, because you got, because you got some spiritual work that you got to do behind that. I'm gonna be 100 with you. A lot of people don't like to hear this shit. I'm gonna be real with you, okay? It's a lot Mm -hmm. of spiritual, it's a lot of spiritual shit happening, and when you see that type of shit going on, that's not always, that's not you, brother, and. 
you can't allow how she is being and, and, and her her energy to affect you. So what I'm going to suggest to you is that you holler at Dr. Asset. Get you a reading. I think that's really important, brother, as you move forward into this. you got to get a reading and get spiritually in line, bro, so you can do your work. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, respect. Respect. Yeah, you, you, and, it, and you ask. Nah, 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 I don't. Nah, I don't. Okay. How, how would I go about doing she's that? On, she's on the air. She's on, so I'm going to give you a website, her web, and, and you can go to my website. Matter of fact, just go to my website, right. makemorecommerce.com, and go to my affiliate mm-hmm. page. See, you'll see a link to her site. And it's uh, Offset. Let me see here. It's Offset Miriam Killer Ali.com, I think it is. So if you go to my website, go to my All affiliate right. page, you can get with it. And also, she'll be on the radio right here on the Revolution in the morning on her show at 10 a.m. You can call in and get a, you get a free reading on the air in the morning. All right, respect. Respect, man. But, Good looking out but, on that one. But don't neglect that, though, fam, because that's really important. Because when you're dealing with stuff like that, those are unseen forces, man. And a lot of times, but not even money can change shit like that. Sometimes bring, bring that shit about somebody, that type of spirit, man. You got to get a little spiritual work done. You gotta get a little deeper than, than, than what we can control on the physical. Respect, exactly, and 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 I and I absolutely agree with you. And again, uh, I know myself personally. I'm becoming at the time again immature. Immature. You, you need a rescission of spirit. Absolutely correct. And again, man, like but, I said, but, but don't worry though, man. Keep putting your energy in the right place, bro. And you know, and you'll, oh, you'll yeah. manifest the outcome that you want. I promise that. Already know it. Already know it, my G. Already know it, man. And again, I appreciate the uh, insight and the um, and and the uh, forward forward progression that you allow me to uh, envision and go forward with at this oh, point. Yeah, no, Thank you, no, my no, G. No, that's why we're here. That's that's why we're here, bro. Make sure you holler at our set, bro. She's going to be ready to hide. Already, already know it. I'm on it. Thanks, thanks again, Joey. No doubt. Peace. Peace, peace God. Well, all right. Let's go to uh, 562 588. What up? What up, Joey? Peace to the God. Peace to the God. How you doing? All right. You know. Thank you. Just had some questions, um, but I didn't. I didn't really want to go off to our topic. Um, I think you you was on the child support, and it's pretty. It's pretty eye opening looking at the cases, um, the constitution. Yeah, it is. Though. Yeah, it is. Did you look at them? Yeah, I'm reading it right here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Straight up, I mean, it's right in front of your face, and I'm like, yo, man, all you gotta do is look at. It. Even the judges, it's like it's funny because if you read the opinion, the judge is kind of leaning back and forth. He's like, yeah, it's unconstitutional, but right now we we just gonna say that it's not until we break it down. But then it is. I'm like, man, just say this shit is and let it be with you. It's pretty clear though. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's straight up. He said we concluded. That administrative child support process is unconstitutional. That's it. 
Exactly. Yeah. They concluded that it was unconstitutional. See? The whole administrative process. That means from the root of the soda, from the start to the finish, is unconstitutional. But that's the 14th Amendment, man. You're subject to the jurisdiction thereof. If you came into that jurisdiction, then people agree to be a part of it. People agree to contract with them. Like I told you earlier, ain't no difference from having a driver's license. Ain't no difference from having a marriage license. You've also divorced. But you change the game when you when you do the rescission of signature, right? I mean... Yeah, 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 you do. And I'll read it again. Just in case anybody missed it. Let me pull it up and read again what somebody sent me. Because that was real interesting. And this is what it says. It says, the state of Tennessee, it's officers, employees, agents, or contractors. Any counties, county officials, the clerks of court, or any title, IVD, child support enforcement agency should not be liable in any case to compensate any person for the repayment of child support, paid or for any other cost as a result of the rescission of the signature, pursuant to 24-7-113 of any voluntary acknowledgement or the rescission of any orders of legitimation, paternity, or support. See? So... You can you do a counter suit for... Right. Against who? The baby mama. Can you do a counter... Hmm. Against who? The baby mama. Hmm. Who, who are you, you counter suing? Your, your baby mama? No. No. Not the baby mama. No, I'm saying counter suit the... Um, like for collusion or like... You know... Well, that's... That's like the, because what did you say earlier? Right, I'm gonna remember last week when I was reading this. He said there was an equity issue. So, what he you have to go to a court of equity to even be heard. Equity, yeah, right. Equity. Many layers. Many layers. Hell yes, it is. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. No, I have, I had a question because I'm doing this third party debt collector letter, um, and I had a question about the the CC because I see yes. I see about I see like well, who because I know it's the comptroller of the currency for the Department of the Treasury, the Attorney General, uh, Department of Justice. Postmaster General, yep. the Criminal Investigation Service, U.S. Mail Fraud, and then the Interpre- Internal Revenue Service, Criminal Investigation, and then Attorney General, Consumer Protection, and yeah, then the Office of Attorney. That's what I'm saying. You can write mm-hmm. CC. If you wanted to write CC, all the people, and, and put the CC there, right? You you certainly could write that there, but I wouldn't send it to everybody. Why? Because if you send it to everybody, what ends up happening, brother, is that you spend a lot of unnecessary money alerting people about some shit that they don't give a damn about. So you're better to just put it in the letter and let them think that you see everybody. And then if you ever have to, okay, do it. All right, all right, and um. Were, did those that sounds like about one, two, three, four. Um 
eight different departments. Is that is that correct or you think? I mean, yeah, but when I'm sending myself out, I don't send it to that many people, bro. I don't even, like I said, I don't even, most times I don't even put that many people on my thing, bro. Most times I CC the Attorney General and maybe the Comptroller of Currency. And I'll leave it at that. I don't I do not do all that extra shit, man. Because it's not necessary. Okay. It's really not. Now we do. Now we do that collection stuff. All right. All right. And then one last question is when. When you send the eight eight three two, are you gonna? Do we get a letter back or? You're supposed how does that to. Work? What you're supposed to do, technically, what I would do is go in, uh, and you, you you're really supposed to walk it into the office. You walk it in, they stamp it, you get a copy back, and then they're supposed to send you a confirmation a couple of weeks later. If they don't, you can call. Um, if not, you might want to do it again. So if you send it off like certified with the with the then then when you get the tracker and then I call them up. You, it, yeah, exactly. Because I can't tell you if the agents gonna do their job or not. Sometimes you might want you might get with agents who don't feel like doing their job that day. Who files it mm-hmm. but they don't never send you a response, so you don't know what happened. Okay. Can you then can you just do like a like a uh, okay, all right. Well, I'll try, I guess I'll try to find an office and walk it in then. All right. Yeah, that's what I would do. Find your office and walk it right in. Yeah, we good about that. Cool. 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 I appreciate you. Make time, sure they George. stamp it though. They gotta stamp it. Stamp it. Okay. Yep. No doubt. All right. All right. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Okay, uh, let me just take a quick few moments Let y'all make a couple of announcements We're going to be coming to Orlando soon So get prepared for that If you're in the Orlando area Alright, we're going to be there We're looking at the first weekend in June Alright Subsequently, if we take a May off So we, we will be there the first weekend in June No doubt about that Also Go to naturalsherbs.com, man We didn't update the site We got some new teas Alright, go over there and get some teas. Naturalsherbs.com with an S. Naturals. And finally, if you got a business and you want to get your business popping or you're ready to get your business started, we're going to be offering packages. We're going to be building the website for you. Okay? We will manage the site for you. Help you get that thing popping. And um, I'll start your business and get your EIN and all that stuff. Okay, we'll get your taxes in. So, if you're interested in it, you can holler at me. We'll get the package started for you. All right? And um, let me know. This is for my people out there that's trying to get their business popping. I told y'all we was going to bring that to y'all this year. We're ready to go. So, if y'all ready for that, we're ready for y'all. All All right? 4076. You hear me, Joe? Oh, you fight with Hell, you fighting with the phone? <laughs> you fighting with the phone? What's going on? Yeah, I am. You know, I take the headphones off and all the wires. <laughs> What's up, bro? I was in and out the show. Peace to the God. I know you're talking about child support again. 
which is a very talk about very talk about you and your baby mama. Oh, no, I ain't with none of that uh, drama. I don't have no drama problem. I ain't got no jits, Joey. I'm like you, dog. You're trying to get millions. You got to find the right, right motherfucker, you know? But, nah. <laughs> nah, uh, see, I was just calling in, man, just to, just listening in to the show while I work, you know, getting some pointers on the child support thing. I got a lot of brothers I know, my family members and other don't brothers. Have babies they all fucked up. With women. Don't have babies with women. That you don't plan on marrying. How about that? You damn right. You yeah. damn right. Preach. Preach, Joey. Because niggas got all these thought, thought bitches. And then they got babies by them. Shit crazy. You better stop, man. Shit crazy. Like, my what y'all thinking? My, my, I learned my lesson a long time ago. Heard. <laughs> heard, heard. Oh, what's up, Joey? Yeah, uh, so what's good? I ain't really man. have much. Man, uh. Huh? Can hear you? Hello? Yeah, I okay, hear you now, you Joey. No, I was saying, um, ain't nothing much. I did what you were saying, um, uh, with the with the case. The um recuse well it was not recuse, the um speedy trial position. <laughs> yes. And I really wanna play it on your show. I got I got it coming to me tomorrow. Probably next week I wanna see if I could get it to you so we could play me in court. Um with that with that hearing. <laughs> it was very okay. interesting. Uh, I brought my stenographer again and Oh you um, brought that up. He was the speedy trial shit. Oh yeah, I brought my stenographer and everybody was like, What what are you here for, stenographer? Everybody was looking puzzled, like, what, what are you doing here? I'm for here for Mr. Mm-hmm. L. Look at me, then they go, oh, okay, we'll see you in the court. They walk off and shit. <laughs> so we go in there, man. For the record, man. And, um, yeah, we, we made the record. I said, Judge, I'm, you know, whatever you want to do, I ain't really, I ain't really focused on what you're going to rule on it. I just wanted to make the record. I told him, I'm just making the record. You said on this day, you're going to do this. You said on this day, you took judicial notice. See your order. I just pulled up everything from the case, Joey, and read it on the record, straight up. Took mm-hmm. like 10 minutes. Straight reading everything that he did. You, you, um, on the record with my stenographer on November 18th, you out of your own mouth said you were giving me a speedy trial. I still ain't get one. You're in violation. Next. I just rolled down point by point. And then I said, I ain't got nothing right. else to say. Then he went, prosecutor. He pitched it to the prosecutor. Quick. This is the first time the prosecutor <laughs> gets to speak. Oh, now, now, he's he, pitching now he wants to know what the prosecutor's going to do, right? Prosecutor. And then the prosecutor is a new prosecutor now. This is a different one. So they uh, yeah, switching no, out prosecutors now. That's how they do it up here. They change the prosecutor out a couple yep. times. So, yeah, they do that. So he goes, and the and and the, it's a white dude named Moore. His last name is M O O R E. It's funny. Anyways, <laughs> um, so he's up there. And he is like, um, he said, um, he said, "What do you got to say, prosecutor?" Prosecutor said, "Um, um, started breathing." <sighs> Um, Judge, I don't think um, he just started stuttering his ass off, and I'm just looking at the judge's face, Joey, not even moving. I just square, just looking at. He's not even looking at. He turned it sideways. Um, well, well, last time he came, he said he wanted a trial. On this day, he started bringing up the last time I came in, and they just started talking amongst each other. Like it was weird as hell, Joey. They start talking. They're like, "Well, do you have the?" Um, he was just talking crazy. 
So, anyways, he, he was like, oh, he's denying it. I said, all right, whatever, Judge. I just wanted to make the record. Uh, I got nothing else to say. So then he started saying, well, you didn't come last time to court. I said, Judge, you're lying. I thought you weren't going to say anything. I said, Judge, you're lying, though. You're lying, Judge, on the record. For the record, you're lying. So he said, oh, okay. Well, he tried to get me to swear in. I forgot. He tried to get me to swear in. And I was like, I don't swear to any man-made religion or any corporation. He's like, can you affirm? I said, Judge, you went through this last time, about three months ago. Um, well, you got to affirm or, or do something. I said, I'm not doing anything that's against my religion. This is not religious. I said, yes, it is religious. You're forcing me to uh, take an oath to a corporation. All right, we'll get back to that. <laughs> and that's how we did it. <laughs> and we continued. I said, yo, you, and this is all on record. I want to get it so we can play it. For the, for the people's But you know So we got it's trial like Joey Huh Yeah But what's What's gonna happen though Is, is you ain't gonna make it To the trial Now I'm not gonna, gonna Stay on square And just come back to court not, So hopefully we'll see you, You're not gonna make it To trial What's gonna happen Is, is the next time mm-hmm. You show up They'll do a trial De novo Excuse uh-huh. me Excuse me Not, not, a, not a trial De novo But a um, No they prosecute yeah, you were telling me. Yeah. They'll do it. The, so they'll do it the day of trial. The, 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 I'm trying to tell you, man. They'll fuck with you right up to the day of trial, and then the prosecutor will come <laughs> in and they'll and they'll dismiss the shit right before trial. Yeah. That's how they get I'm, I'm going through with it. I'm going down. Got it all recorded. Yeah, that's, My yeah, that's, how, that's, how, that's how they get down. But you know, you you learn a valuable lesson. Damn right, Joey. You damn right, bro. And I got so many people now coming to court with me, Joey. It's crazy. I got yeah, white people want to come to court with now, me. Now, what's crazy is is I broke the mold up there, right? First, we was yep. up there first, and we broke we broke that mold. You're in telling there. Last, uh, not last summer, but the summer before last. Me and my me and my ex, we was in there. We broke the mold up in there. We was up in there, man. Me and her was up in there. Probably, we probably had about five, six court hearings. Boy, but they locked her up for hearings, a week. She, missed, she was a little late, and they locked her up for like a week. I mean, Bruh, so they that, did. Was not, <laughs> man. The, the, Joey, listen, they you ain't never lie. They locked her up for a week the day she was supposed to show up for her motion to dismiss hearing, which they may have or may have not dismissed. But, man, they took her through the shit, man. And finally, they did. You ain't never lie. They put a damn KBS on my ass. I was in court at yeah, nine. I walked did. in they the hallway. He said I wasn't there. That fucking yeah. This you know the yeah, running down here. It's almost it's there. It's similar. They did you exactly the same way they did her. They, they put a KBS on. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to tell you, about, but listen, I, I even wrote a letter to the judge after the, they did the KBS. To release her motion, motion to remove Capius. Yeah, bro, mm. I know all about that process. They have I want. A very I know what I want to ask you, Jimmy. Process. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I want to ask you a question. Feretta hearing. How do I get around the Feretta hearing? Do I use the? Um, how do I get around? Well, you don't really want to get around you, the Feretta hearing because the Feretta hearing is what makes it so that you can. Um, the, the, the Feretta hearing basically is saying that you can defend yourself. And you've been doing that anyway the whole time. You can use the Constitution to get around it. You want to get around it. Yeah, because I was looking at my Constitution 
And it says, you know, you have the right to be heard by yourself, your counsel, or by both. Right? That would be that pretty nice. Huh? But but a Ferretti hearing is just simple. Have they already done a Ferretti hearing? They're supposed to do one already. Now, check this. We did one already. Remember what I said? He's talking about we're going to start the whole shit over again. Same case, no. same court number. Uh, how, how they and we did a Ferretti already. How are they I'm like, what the over f- again? Let me ask you a question, bro. Why haven't you done a notice of removal to remove that case? Okay, listen to me now, Joey. But I'm glad you brought that shit up. I was talking to Jonah about that because I said, Joey, when me and Joey were talking about doing the notice. So I went and studied that whole week, Joey, on where can I move it to? Sixth Circuit Court judges is, after Circuit Court, you got Appellate Court and then the Supreme Right, the District Court of Appeals in Florida, and then you got the Supreme Court. So it ain't no higher court to dismiss it to, but appellate court. You feel me? I don't. It ain't no other court to dismiss it to. Like, I don't know where I'm a motion to dismiss go to federal, but I was like, nah, that ain't the right place to go. You know, keep it on the state level. Exactly. What you say, Joey? Well, so don't don't tell you to keep it on the state level. Huh? You said don't tell you to keep it on the state level? No, no. I was thinking the state keep it on the state level and not bring it to the fed level. That's what I was thinking. I didn't. I would have never bring it to the fed level. Not a federal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So in take it to the state supreme court. But I have to go through appeals. But you have to go well, through appellate well, to well, get well, to well, the. Then you system. go through the process. But well, then you go to then go through the process. Appeal it to the appellate. Exactly. Or would you and that's where he's stalling it at. Yeah, I mean, because I don't uh-huh. know how you restart the case over. I don't know how you restart the case. That, that'd be like double jeopardy. Bruh, listen. It's like it's like we restarting the procedures. We're doing arraignment again. We're like, then we're going through pretrial again. Then we're going, like, we're doing the whole thing because he issued a capius, but the court number didn't change. I mean, the court case number didn't change. So. I'm like, Judge, why are we going back over all over again? I asked him that. Oh, we're going to go through this. We may not do the Ferretta hearing, um, but we got to do a pretrial. I'm like, all right, whatever. Nah. Because that's what... This, no, no, know. no. Because cause now, now now, now, you need to go through the rules of procedure for why it needs to be dismissed. See, see mm-hmm. they done fumbled up and fucked up the whole case. Did you take note of why they was redoing the hearing? Was was the did the stenographer get that on record? What oh on the what you said why they're redoing this? Yeah. Um, I don't know Do to, have, a, to a degree. I get. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Not specifically. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no specifically because I didn't ask specifically, Judge, why are we doing this? I stated why we need to dismiss it and how he broke the but law wanna, and. You might want to check yeah. that record too, bro, just to make sure that all your shit's still out on the record. You said make sure it's all valuable. What are you saying? I hear you. Check the record to make sure all your stuff's still filed on the record. Oh, I already pulled it, Joey. I already went down there and pulled it from the record in the courthouse and then refiled it into on live because I gave it to him live in court and I filed it. So, you know. For sure, everything is the same. I checked the court, the numbers or the case numbers. I checked everything to make sure he didn't do nothing switchy on it. 
but my thing is trying to get to a judgment. I just want him to make a ruling so then I can push it to appeals with all my evidence and bust his ass. Well, that's why it's so to... long. But, but uh, it's yeah, ultimately exactly. in the prosecutor's court, bro. The prosecutor will be the one that dismisses it. Her. And that's why he Probably jumped prosecutors because, yeah. Because the other yeah, one probably they, tried they to dismiss What they do that, though. What, what they do is they, they jump prosecutors. And then the next time you come in, it may be the same prosecutor. And then if it is, he'll be mm-hmm. the one to put in another prosecutor. Because they put yes, can you put my seat out, please? Thank you. Yes. All right, Joey. I ain't going to hold up no more time. All right, brother. Yeah, it's interesting shit, man. Peace to the God, man. Lush love to y'all, man. All, right, All peace day. Peace. Yes. Go to 813-431. Peace to the God, Joey. How you doing, brother? What up? What up, peace? Yeah, man. This is, man. This child support, man. It's killing me, man. I, I'm, I think I did something wrong with my rescission signature. Uh, am I supposed to get some kind of response from them when I do it? Well, not necessarily, but then you might. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's the citizen? Child support agency? Yeah, I said everybody. I said child support, third general. Did you do a FOIA request? Did you do a FOIA request order to get copies of everything you signed? Yeah, I went downtown and got a um, certified copy of the um, child support order. And I did Good. it. Uh, no contact. Yeah, no contact. I, I'll no make it a little bit of Okay. And then and what I'm going to do is default them out. You might want to default them. First notice, second yeah. notice, opportunity, third notice, opportunity, secure. Got default Okay. Them. And my signature is hereby rescinded. All right. Okay. Now, here's my other question. Um, <laughs> I got. I'm in the real. So I've already did a court of satisfaction on now. I'm just an enforcer mm-hmm. now. So, okay. My question. Okay. Do I have to put it on legal paper? The um court of satisfaction letter, or do I? It's regular paper. Regular paper. Regular paper. Okay. Uh-huh. And I definitely need to send that to the DOR and the Child Support Enforcement Agency. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing the court of satisfaction, I would send it to the Child Support Enforcement Agency and the DOR. But if you did a rescission and signature, you might want to sit back and see how that goes first. Oh, so my rescission and signature you give me my arrears too? That's what it's supposed to do. Okay. Okay, well, I'll sit back and wait. I'm going to just go ahead and default we're gonna them do up, a, man. We're going to do a new child support webinar here soon. Probably in about a week or two, we'll, we'll, we'll do a new one. We'll include all that information so y'all can see exactly how to get rid of the child support with the with the, uh, with the rescission. Because we did it. We did it, like, within the last six months, and it worked for us. So. All right. And final, final question: When you when you're doing the child support injunction, this this was somebody else because I already did mine. But I ain't doing injunction, child support injunction. You send that to the attorney general and the DOR, or just the attorney general? I send it to everybody that it needs to go to who is involved okay. with child support. Don't leave nobody out. Now, now when it comes to that. All right. So you say y'all gonna be in Orlando um the first week in June? Yeah, we coming to Orlando. First week? First week. All right, man, Joey. I appreciate it, man. Peace to the God, man. 
Yeah, no doubt. Peace to God. Alright, let's go to 910 What up, what up? Yo, peace, G. Yo, what up? Are you ready up there? Yeah, bro, just giving a shout out, man. Yo, peace, man. That's all good. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's peace, man. Yeah, what up, what up? That's all it is. I've been fixing here, man. Just give him a shout-out. That's all. Okay, brother. Okay, no doubt. Peace, you listening. Peace to God. Peace to God. Let's go to 717-513. Peace to the God. What up, what up? Peace to the God. Oh, you know, same old. Um, I had um a question. Well, yeah, just a quick question. Um. The rescission of signature, can you can you put that in for like anything like a judgment? What kind of judgment? Like um uh, I don't know, like say you lost a case and they gave you like fines and restitution or something, can you re- put a rescission? Hmm? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. It's worth a try. Certainly it's worth a try. It's a it's one of the remedies that 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 I would, if it was me, I would try. What you got to lose? You you, you got to still be in honor, though, right? Well, what's being in honor at that point? If you start paying, is that being in honor? Right. Or is rescinding your signature being in honor? Oh no! I, I was you talking about as long as you're paying, or or what if you skip like a couple months? Would you have to start paying again to be in honor, and then just put it in? Man, if you stop paying on something and then decide that you don't want to pay it no more and receive your signature, I don't see where the problem is. I didn't want to do it no more, so I rescinded my signature. Y'all can write it off. I'm not. I'm not responsible for the obligation. It's funny. But that actually releases you from the obligation. Let me pull up the law. I think that's important that we look at. Let me pull it up right quick. Hold on. Okay. See here. Okay. Decision of signature. And we look in under 12 CFR 226.15. It says, in any transaction or occurrence subject to rescission, the creditor should deliver two copies of the notice of the right to rescind to each consumer entitled to rescind. One one copy to each of the notices delivered in an electronic form in accordance with the consumer consent. Um, it says, as provided in the section. Hold on a second. Let me go back a little bit. It says, as provided in the section. In a credit plan in which a security interest is or will be retained or acquired in the consumer's principal dwelling, each consumer whose ownership interest is or will be subject to the security interest shall have the right to receive. Each credit extension made under the plan, the plan when the plan is open, the security interest when added or increased to, a, to secure an existing plan, and the increase when the credit limit on the plan is increased. So at any point in time, bro, we can receive your signature. Um, the consumer does not have the right to rescind each credit 
excuse me, does yeah, does not have the right to rescind each credit extension made under the plan if such extension is made in accordance with a previously established credit plan, right? So like if um let's say for instance that you took a mortgage out and then as part of that mortgage you were trying to save that mortgage so then you took out a loan on the mortgage, right? They're saying right. that they're not going to allow you to have a rescission on the loan you took out on the mortgage because you already had another contract in place. Okay? So, since to exercise the right to rescind, the consumer should notify the, the creditor of the rescission by mail, telegram, or other means of written communication. Notice is considered given when mailed or when filed for telegraphic transmission or if sent by other means when delivered to the creditor's designated place of business. Mm-hmm. So, the right to rescind. Now, no, normally they do that lemon law shit and say, oh, you got three days to rescind. But the way I look at it is, um, as a consumer, you still have a right to rescind your signature. Even under the Constitution, you have a right to do that. Yeah, that, that would be right under the, um, the, the contract clause, right? There you go. I have a right to contract how I choose to. And y'all can't step okay. in and interfere with contracts. Alright. See, I'm gonna get out of go. Yeah, man. Get out of go. See how that works for you. Real simple when we start like breaking that shit down, like, oh okay, we could probably use that method. That might work for you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I ain't never think of that. Oh, I had another question. It's kind of off topic, though. Um, now the Aboriginals, or what they call the the Native tribes, and and the British. What what, what's the relation between them? Like, was the British the Blackamoors and the Aboriginals just Moors? And so, so the, the colonists were were the pale the pale Europeans. Well, when you're talking about the British, are you talking about the Black Brits? You talking about the White Brits? Which Brits are we talking about? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like like the the whole war of 1812, it said like the the Aboriginals teamed up with the British and was banging on the colonists. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm yeah. just well, trying to figure well, out the identities well, of who is who. Well, you got to remember that at that time, that the colonists, right, these Europeans, a lot of them were slaves. So these slave revolts that 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 we've heard about, because these these people were trying to uprise, right? So we're talking about real slave revolts. So most of those people from Britain, if you remember correctly, the the coat of arms is a Moorish coat of arms for Britain. So I'm going to tell you, and you know, you asked a great question because I'm going to have this brother on in a couple of weeks to do a show. Um, you need to get the book Moors and Masonry, right? Very powerful book. That book breaks it down because then it shows you how we was, in, we was enslaving these people all over the planet, especially here in America. And our brothers over there in Europe, okay, who were in the land called Albion, were running the Moorish uh, antiquity over there, right? 
And so they was coming back and forth too, bringing their slaves over here. We was trading slaves and shit mm. with them. So yeah, when they uprise, yeah, we was banging on them together with the niggas that was in the army with, under the Moorish coast, the arms over here. Same shit, we was all under the empire. Hang mm. out. I'm gonna have a brother Abdullah on in a couple of weeks. He's gonna he's gonna come on and break down that 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 uh, that cross history of what was going on over there and how it relates over here. You don't want to miss that show. He gonna bring he gonna bring shit. Yeah, I, I be I be sitting there wondering like because like with the Goths, yep. the Vandals, then then you know with yep. the ben Frank, Benjamin Franklin letter with the the, the Anglo's and the Saxons. That's, that's like, I, I was just be wondering. Foot, boys, you gotta get that. Moore's a masonry. Yep. Pennsylvania. I knew you was in Philly. You need to go. Are you in Philly? Close to Philly? Nah, I'm, I'm like closer to the capital. I'm like close to Harrisburg. I'm in York. This is where, where the Articles of Confederation was drafted. It was drafted here. Right. But, alright, so. I was gonna say if you was in Philly, you could take a trip up to Philly. You can go to Black and Noble and get a copy of this book in Philly. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Right. That's like two hours from from me. We're really like an hour and a half. Ain't hey, man, get your copy of this book, man. This book. However you get it, even if you gotta get it online, but whatever you do, Moore's and Mason, get that book. It's gonna Moore's break it Mason, down for you. What's what's and the author's name? Uh, his name is Abdullah. Abdullah's uh, he in the human community. Let me let me give you his information. Hold on. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to you. We talked yesterday. He's gonna be on the show in a couple weeks. Um, <coughs> hold on. All right. So Abdullah El Khalid. You can find the brother on YouTube. He's on YouTube. Okay. Um. And let me give you the name of it. You can go to his website, moorsandmasonry.org. If you want to get the book, he's got a couple of them. He's got the, um, the, the one that I particularly like that goes into what you're looking at. It's called Moors and Masonry. Right? It's written by Abdullah, Who Are the Impostors? That's a, that's a very good book to read. And the one he wrote after that is the Masonic Compass and Square, the Connection. Uh, to measurement and timekeeping. Alright, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check him out. Yeah, check him out. He's powerful, man. He got some good stuff. I like, I like it, brother. We uh, we sat down and did. Uh, he came to one of our seminars uh, that we did. That we, was it Philly, baby, about three months ago. He came to the seminar, man. We had lunch with him. So he's gonna come on the show and break a lot of that down, man. Because what you're asking is real shit. It's like, well, who was who? That shit be so unclear if you don't know. For real. And if you really don't know, you don't even know that we was aboriginals if you really didn't know. So Yeah, man. Shit, man. You know, that's why I played that clip in the beginning of the show where the white boy saying, oh, I slipped up and called him aboriginal. Nigga, that was not a slip up. You knew what you was doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they, they be slipping up all the time. I, I was listening to something the other day. It was like all something right. on the news, and, and they was talking about an injunction. It, it, it was real quick. If you didn't catch it, yeah, they said that basically on, they put an injunction in. 
it was on. It, matter of fact, it was something on Facebook, and the guy was talking about how the, the cop falsely arrested him. Something, something. His, his charges got dropped. He said something about violating um, an injunction. It, it, it was so quick though. Like they slipping up all the yep. time. Yeah, I'm telling you, dog, man. Listen, dude. The, the dude said, "Whoa, I don't know where that came from." Dude said, oh, "Your subconscious." <laughs> like, nigga, you know where this shit comes from. <laughs> but yeah, man. But check, check them books out, bro. They'll, they'll definitely bring that full circle for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Okay, brother. No doubt. Peace to the God. Peace, God. Peace. But, uh, 706 338, what up? 706 338, you there? Going once, going twice. Uh oh. Somebody with the phone too? What up? Hey, how you doing, Joy? Um, good. How you doing? Receiving a signature uh, with uh, the Social Security Administration. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that was real helpful um, with what I'm going through because they they won't even answer. Uh, they're in default, and they're not answering. But I had did a receiving of signature, and what I found out was. Uh, the child support or Georgia Human Resource Department. Okay. They uh they got my daughter as a petitioner against me and she was only two years old, so I know that's under the Baby Act and under legal disability contract. So yep. exactly. I definitely appreciate the show tonight. It's I gotta go oh, back yeah, in. Listen yeah, to it. You're right on point, though. That, okay. that, that's, 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 what, that's really what it is. You're on point with that. It is legal disability to contract. She was a baby. She was a minor. But the funny thing is, they say minors can contract until somebody steps up and says they can't. And what, what happened, which I don't want to involve my daughter, but what happened, I actually spoke with her and she was saying, well, Dad, you know, I know what I'm getting, but I'm only getting three hundred dollars a month, and she's getting a thousand dollars a month. Exactly. So where's the other seven hundred dollars going? Hey, and look, this is the thing, Joey. Nobody. Hold on, it, so it ain't going to your mama. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. This is the thing. They changed the uh, they changed the payee and the whole nine. And what I'm saying, when I went to Social Security, they wouldn't even. I gave them my social or the social of the leaguers. <laughs> they wouldn't even they wouldn't even talk to me. See? And so what I did, I went to child support and actually got a copy of the order and the whole nine. Uh mm. and what happened is they, they actually have a judge and have something that looks like my signature saying that I relinquished all my rights to superior court. And saying that I was in court in November of 2004, and you got to remember what judge you went in front of. I've never been in front of, you know, uh, administrative officer or anything. Right, exactly. 
but see, that's why you got to go ahead and rescind your signature. Because sometimes, because when they, even when I read the rule, the rule tells you that you don't have to be, that you don't even have to go into a judicial process for them to do the child support order. Because why? The state is contracted to make sure that the order just does either way. See? So. Okay. Please. All right. Good deal, brother. I appreciate it. You guys are appreciate doing great. All right, I'll be in touch with you. All right. All right, later. 562-588. Uh, what up? 562-588. Going once. Going twice. Yo, Joey. Joey, sorry about that. You niggas in y'all time. What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Hold on, let me come back to you. What up? Hey, sorry about that. I had you on mute. Um, I no doubt. Yeah, no, I have one more question. One more quick question. Um, when when you show up to the IRS office in the eight eight three two, what? Because you're turning it in as as the under the spiritual name. Is that is that going to be an issue, or how do you handle that? They don't ask you none of your questions. Hey, I'm just here uh, turning in this form. Uh, on behalf of this trust or this entity, and I've been directed to do that. That's all it is. I need to get it stamped and received. That's it. They don't ask all that shit. You never know. You never know. Take it go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, true indeed. True indeed. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for that show. Morris and Mitch with with Abdullah. That's going to be fire. Definitely coming. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's going to be fire. It's coming. Definitely All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. Right. I got a couple more calls. All right, brother. Have a good. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Peace to God. Six four six eight six six. What up? Six four six. Peace to the God. Going down. Yo. Yo, what's going on? Oh, I didn't. What's going on with you, God? It's all good. Peace to the gods. Oh man, yeah, that's a good show, man. It's one of the um, definitely Thank a process you. that I'm I'm uh, in the process of getting ready to do myself. Notice he broke it down right in the process, man. Didn't even realize it. A lot of people didn't even catch it. Yeah, yeah. man, it's right there. <laughs> it was right there. Right. I've been doing it the last two weeks. I'm like, I'm gonna show these niggas exactly how. How, how this really should be done. I'm gonna probably do one more um, show on this. Uh-huh. Show a few more things. It's like I wanted to really read these cases to show y'all where separation of powers is there. And then you got all of these other things, like the Fed is paying the state, state's contracting with them. Everything is contract. Yeah, everything is contract. Right. Man. Yeah, man. So, so that 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 isn't a signature like you were telling a brother earlier. It's um when you when you have um arrears, they should get rid of those arrears also. Yes, it does. Okay, cool. I know that for a fact. I'm not telling y'all something that I'm guessing or nothing. I'm I'm telling y'all some shit that I know for a fact. It gets rid of right. Things. Matter of fact, I remember when when they. When we did it, my boy asked me what to do. I told him what to do. 
he did it, and then they sent the letter. He was like, he was like, do you think I should uh, open the letters? I said, hell yeah, open them shit. See what they say. Open them up. So enough, they didn't, they didn't discharge everything. So, man, that's dope. Yeah, we gonna show that in the webinar that we do. Yeah, that's that shit was pretty powerful, man. It was a good day there. Almost like, see, bro, I told you that hard work pay off. Right, exactly, exactly. So when uh, the webinar, are you, are you going to open it up? Open it up to us, or are you going? Are you going to do a private and then? How you know? Y'all figured out how y'all going to do that? Oh no, we just going. You know, I'm doing mine like I always do. Um, I'm still see mm-hmm. niggas can can get on. Y'all get on. We do it live, and then the people who don't get on, they just can get a copy afterwards. That's what I'm talking about right there. I'm just wait for you to put the info out there. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. And by the way, anybody who wants to um who wants to check out our archives, we now have a SoundCloud. Um that's out there that y'all can check out the Remedy Archives with Jonah Bay and Joey L. Um y'all can check that out. SoundCloud archives going all the way back to the very beginning when we first started doing this, man. So check that out. No doubt. We're trying to consolidate. We're trying to consolidate our archives and put them all in one place for people. So. Yeah, that make it easier for all the for all the new people too. You know, it's like right. a lot of learning curve right. off for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we we we're putting everything in one in one place. So y'all can check my Facebook page. I got a link on there for y'all, and then we'll have it up on the um, on the what you call it soon too on the on the websites. Anyway, okay. I'm gonna have to send you an inbox so you can uh so you can add me on there, add me on your Facebook. Okay. Yeah, shoot me inbox. I got a lot of people on there, man, so I probably got way too many requests. You gotta add me under the Joey L account. And then I right. and then uh shoot me an inbox request and I'll look out for it or add me on Instagram. Okay, no doubt. Alright. J B underscore right. music eight six. All right, no doubt, G. Okay, brother. All right, I ain't going to hold you up, God. All right, no doubt, G. Peace to the God. Peace. All right, let's go to 470301. Peace. Peace. What up? What's up, bro? Quick question. Um, okay. If you fight in a third-party uh, case, right, and you, what if you battling a creditor and you got a credit card through, uh, you got accepted over the phone or you got accepted electronically? How would the rescission of the you battling the creditor? Yeah, you know so like say, like say you want to, <laughs> like, could you, could you do the rescission of signature if you got it, uh, the card accepted electronically or over the phone? Yes. If. Well, I should say you never signed nothing, so right, right. you got to tell them send me a, send me a copy of everything that I allegedly signed. Okay, and then what you okay. do, and then what you do is anything that they send you, you can put an affidavit on there and say, hey, I rescind my name off of all of this, because your name's on something. So even if you didn't sign it, your name is on it. So uh-huh. I will rescind your name and tell them my name's copyrighted. Take my name off this shit. Okay, check check this out, right? I did a I did a third party uh, process on a on a on a 
debt collector. I ran into a situation. I only got one letter off. I ran out of time before the case, uh, before the case, the, the trial date. And then I missed the date and I lost by default, right? So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the, go to the creditor and do an, um, a court of satisfaction. So they told me they couldn't even talk about it, even though they won. They couldn't even talk about it because there's an injunction, and I would have to verbally revoke the injunction. So Who put the injunction in? I guess they talking. About, I guess the third party debt collector was the injunction. Hmm. So it seemed like I got them jammed up just off of one letter. That's well, it's quite possible, and that's probably why. But I never, I never know, I never known to recite that off of that letter. But that's interesting. But that letter right. is an injunction because it does kind of stop them from from really doing anything because they got to come with a lot of the proof, and then they, and if they don't, they got to give you gold and silver. But like we're not, we're not dealing with this nigga. Right. So that's why I'm like, yo, and like she was super careful about all her words. She was like, um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, we can't, I, we we can't talk about it. You gotta verbally revoke the injunction. So I'm, it mm-hmm. sounds like, it sounds like I still got them. But are they asking the, you? Are they asking you for? Are they asking you for money right now? No, no. Are they reporting? On, are they reporting in your credit? I didn't. I gotta. I'm. I'm actually going to check that. I ain't checked to see yet. For your credit, see if they're reporting in your credit, that'll give you a good idea of where they stand. Okay. Okay. That's what I that's what I would advise you to do. All right. And then I got right. another one. I got another one real quick. Right. I, I I did another one to another creditor. Hold on, okay, and they hold on, used, go ahead. They used the um the so the third party debt collector is using a law firm and I sent it I sent the letters to the law firm. The first letter came back after the first letter. The third party contacted me, so I was going to go ahead and default the the law firm. But I'm wondering, should I also send three letters to the third party too? I would absolutely, yes. Okay. Default them out too. Get them out the way too. They're third party. You ain't do no business with them. You ain't do no business with them. You default them out. Get them out of the way. Okay, and in the grand scheme of things, if we take it to get like running them down before a suit, would, would both yes. of them be on the hook or just the original third party? Technically, they both on the hook, man. And that's what can, I was you thinking. Can do a, yeah, you can do a a, um, a joint suit and, and sue them together, or you can sue them separately. Okay, what you what okay. you looking like on your on your consultations, man? Man, I, I'm glad you said that. I was just getting ready to make an announcement about them. Um, I got a few people I got to catch up with that I've missed. Um, that was on my calendar that I know for certain that I got to get with. Um, but uh-huh. if you just go on my site and book, I'm trying to book everybody on the same day that they book, right? You know what I'm saying? So if y'all book for Wednesday, I'm gonna try to get to you Wednesday. So it's pretty open right now. Let me see. Let me let me look at it. Hold on. Yeah, I know how you. I know how you do, man. You be super. I got right now. I got right now. I got five of them scheduled uh, for the week that I need to that I need to tackle um, right off the bat. Um, So you can book, and I'll get with you. 
You know what I mean? I'll, I'll get with you the same day. I'm trying to get with everybody the same day. So if there's anybody that I didn't get with, I'm going to put this out there now. I apologize to y'all. I've been very busy. I'm working on a lot of projects. I'm trying to get with everybody. So I appreciate everybody's patience. And I, and I appreciate everybody spending their money with me to get this information. That is appreciated. So I'm going to make sure I return the, the energy to y'all. So if you get with me, brother, I got you. I appreciate it. Okay? All right. Peace, bro. Okay, bro. Peace to the God. Yeah, man. I've been so goddamn busy, man, trying to get all these projects knocked out that we got on the other side of the game over here. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate y'all, man. I really do. Because without y'all, this shit wouldn't be going. You know what I mean? And that's why we bring the info every week. So, if you got a console with me, or we have one we need to catch up on, get with me. Um, or if you got a product out there, anything like that, right? Because we got a lot of people that order. Sometimes somebody might get caught up, right? And mix, you might get missed on accident. Make sure you get with me. Don't get bitter. Let's get it taken care of, right? Let's get you straight, all right? So, all right, with that being said, like I said, we'll be in Orlando. Come out to Orlando because we're definitely going to be in Orlando getting that popping out there in the sun, getting the seminar ready, right? Getting this information, bringing it to the people in the South. We've been moving around the south quite a bit. Houston was cool. I don't think I'm going to go back for a while, unfortunately. I love Houston, but I probably ain't going back for a while. So, with that being said, man, go to makemorecommerce.com. Get with me. Don't forget about the business packages. I'm trying to get your business popping. We'll get that website going for you. All right? And uh, tune in tomorrow with Dr. Asset. Should be on live right in the morning, 10 a.m. And don't forget, join the bag right here. Open for on Fridays on the Revolution Radio Network. Peace to the God. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet. The new Evolution Radio Network. Hey, everything be like off the top these days. Like, these we days, I don't even know, know what a pad is these days, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Fuck that hoe cause she a net net You ain't the one for me, baby You ain't got shit I need, bitch You want me to take my time with you Maybe I'm not your speed, bitch Maybe I'm not your lead, bitch You ain't got no cheese, bitch Maybe I'm just too G for you Maybe I'm just too screed, bitch I can even roll the P, why? Everybody knows me, yeah I can even go to sleep, why? I'm rolling on the beam, yeah They tried to get me eight Got on my knee like Jesus, please She don't even believe in Jesus Why you got a Jesus, please? Bitch, you wanna leave the league But she ain't got a lot of me Even the blindness see But she ain't gon' ride for me You ain't even showin' me the love you say you got for me There ain't no loyalty, you got in me You say that you gon' ride for me, huh? Baby, that blast for me, yeah Baby, you're bad for me, yeah Say you gon' clap for me, yeah Say you gon' blast for me, yeah Why you ain't show me none of the love you say you gon' have for me, yeah We're going through tragedy, bitch, I need a you drastically, yeah
I ain't gon' fuck the nigga, bitch, cause I know she'll eat her Last time I wiped the bitch, she told the world I beat her When they lie low for that club, my nigga, I couldn't believe it Ain't no shorty, for my word Fuckin' up a nookie or poke and you Hit up in the back, let it be a business That shit I knocked through the period on Remember when I had that poke, huh? Still lookin' on my shoulder, huh? Fuckin' with a nigga, no Yoda, huh? That mean a young nigga got one on me Shit I need, bitch. You want me to take my time with you, or maybe I'm not your speed, bitch. Maybe I'm not your lead, bitch. You ain't got no cheese, bitch. Maybe I'm just too G for you. Maybe I'm just too screen, bitch. I can even roll them peas. Why? Everybody notice me. Yeah. I can even go and speak. Why? I'm rolling on the beam. Yeah. They tried to give me eight. Got on my knee like Jesus, please. He don't even believe in Jesus. Why you got a Jesus, please? If you want to leave, just leave. But you ain't got a lot of me. Even the blind can see, but she ain't gon' ride for me You ain't even showin' me the love you say you got for me There ain't no loyalty, you got in me You said that you gon' ride for me hey. I'm in London, got my beat from London